Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Going what's on, guys. It is episode 332 <laughs> of Culture Pop Crisis. Uh, my name is Brad, and I'm here with my co-host. Would you introduce yourself, please? Hello, Pop Vulture Crisis fans. It is I, Mary. Happy to be back with you today. It's going to be a more casual, chill vibe on the stream today because it's a two-person show. Shane sadly was not able to make it, but we're going to be just fine without him, okay? If people were wondering why we did that, uh, that is because uh, I have managed to make two screw-ups in the thumbnails <laughs> uh, in, in less than two days, which is, you know, uh, a fantastic accomplishment. It was either that introduction or introduce myself as Brett Dyslexivic. Brett Dyslexivic. <laughs> I like it. Uh, That's clever. Yes. So Did someone make that up for you? Or did no, you? no, oh, no. Okay. I, just, uh, I just came up with it. Uh, so <laughs> we're going we're gonna to talk about a bunch of stuff today. Uh, as long as we can spell everything correctly in the thumbnails later, we'll be fine. Uh, we're going to get into Disney hiring, uh, or they're, they've commissioned their first ever, I guess you would call it a plus-sized character for a lead protagonist in an upcoming short film that I believe just came out called Reflections that deals with the topic of body dysmorphia. I want to talk about that and kind of fold that into the uh, fake astroturfed outrage that connects Taylor Swift's new video. Uh, yeah, people are mad at Taylor Swift right now for being fat phobic. Uh, we'll get into we, we'll that. We'll get into that. Also, uh, Olivia Cockburn is threatening to make a DC movie for if all. If you of don't us. recognize the name Olivia Cockburn, <laughs> it's because Olivia Wilde changed her legal last name to Wilde. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I would have probably changed it too. There's, there's nothing the wrong with that. But worst last name ever. As long as she's threatening us with that, I will make that joke uh, at least once an episode. <laughs> uh, also, for some reason, somebody over at uh, Universal has not gotten the memo about what is an absolutely horrible idea, and they want to make a. They still want to make a girl boss Fast and the Furious movie, which <laughs> is literally the opposite of what you're supposed to do with a Fast and the Furious movie. So we will get into that. We got Podluck. We got a bunch of other stuff. It's just gonna be me and Mary today. So I guess I only have you to ask, Mary, are we ready? I'm ready. You ready? All right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it says, Disney just introduced its first plus-sized heroine in a short film about body dysmorphia. The first thing I thought of when I saw heroine was that uh, there, there was a line in like an episode of Bones where she ref keeps referring to herself as a hero because she won't say heroine because she says it sounds too druggy. Oh, <laughs> I never understood why it needed to be a gendered uh, word anyway. Well, we're, we're long past the days. Well, we'll just but call she's, it she's, she's not a heroine. Yeah. The story is uh, her name's Bianca. She's a child ballerina. And while she's dancing, she feels like she gets 
consumed by all of the mirrors around her because she has body image issues. Yep. And then she has to overcome that by uh, dancing anyway. And then all of the mirrors shatter around her. Um, and that's about her finding her inner grace and inner beauty because she certainly doesn't have outer beauty. It's kind of fat phobic in and of itself, even though it's trying to to be the opposite. I got a question. Is there any world in which this gets made that involves her making any type of physical change to herself by the end of the movie? I don't think so. I The thing is, some people are saying it's good to uh, have a protagonist that's plus size, but allow them to be portrayed like doing physical activity and expressing themselves and you don't really need to address the fact that they're fat that's my problem with this i was thinking the first thing i thought of it's not even a main character but it was ned in in spite in the spider-man trilogy with tom holland he's a main character he's like one of the main characters in that movie and when it's a character like that they just it doesn't matter like when it's not if it's a male character it definitely doesn't need to be addressed as much as is if it's a female character, I don't know why. And what I've noticed is that what this creates, at least this is, remember, this is a uh, an animated movie, but if this was a live action movie and they were telling the same story, what it does is it creates a cycle of activism, meaning that they choose to make it an actual topic for the story. And then when people actually talk about the topic that they chose, they get defensive when they talk about it in any way that isn't about... A positive representation of what they were saying And then they become angry And the articles get written about how they're angry That people didn't like what they did And Mm -hmm. it becomes a weird cycle of activism That circles back through That wouldn't be there if it was a male character Because if it was a male character It would just be an aspect of who he was It wouldn't be relevant to the story Being overweight isn't a character design Isn't a character trait That needs to be addressed in a movie like this uh, Yeah I don't want to read into the intentions behind it too far because a lot of people are tweeting about this saying um, they're they're showing children a fat protagonist so that they end up being fat and lazy and they can't resist government overreach or like something Is like that. Is that what Ian Miles Chong said? Yeah, he's some, like, he's like, something to that effect. They want you yeah. fat, uh, fat, helpless, and dependent on the government. However... This is definitely a departure from the type of messaging that Disney movies were giving children not too long ago. Think of Wally. I mm. love that movie. And they give a, a warning about uh, obesity, but also about like spiritual laziness yeah. at the same time. But that's just an outward manifestation of it. Um I saw this tweet that said it took only 14 years for Disney to go from warning about obesity in Wally to celebrating it in Reflect. This is and yet the- people still think big corporations are being genuine and not using movements such as body positivity to capitalize. This is what I would call, if I was to be honest, cynical capitalism. Meaning that uh, I read in an article that 70% of Americans are overweight and over half are obese. They're mm-hmm. just filling a marketplace of representing people that are actually there. This this is a cynical form of uh, of a product that's being sold to people that yeah. ignores the fact that the message they're sending is bad for you. I think it's being offered to people cynically, but a lot of the people receiving it aren't uh, viewing it in the same light because yeah. I see a lot of people on, on social media are reacting to this saying like, I feel like I really could have used media like this when I was a child to deal with my own body image problems and I could have uh, had a good, 
you know, role model in one of these kids' animation films to which I that experienced yeah. the same things as me. Yeah, but and I understand that, but also it's the same narcissistic would they, impulse to feel represented yeah. all the time rather than just identifying with a, a normal like human story that anyone can relate to. Plus, if that person grew up and changed the way they look, maybe that movie uh, pacifying them in their youth and telling them that that was okay, they don't change. They don't get healthier. Their body doesn't change. Maybe this is just a topic that a children's animation film can't address properly because, no, because it, that's something that really parents and teachers and friends are there for and not Disney, right? Uh, and let's face it, there will be no version of this short story or movie in which she, they, anyone tells her that's not portrayed as a bad guy that she needs to change because yeah. you're beautiful just the well, way you are. It doesn't matter if your joints ache and you're out of breath every five seconds. Also, I want to point out that ballet is one of the most rigorous activities in the entire world. Of course, like Literally. you used to have Black Swan yeah. in, the, in the 90s and now you have reflect mm -hmm. which is um you know i feel like something like black swan was trying to put forth the exact same message but by showing the uh the negative uh reinforcement part of it mm. rather than the positive reinforcement mm -hmm. do you know what i mean and yeah. then that's i feel more effective for audiences to understand the gravity of uh, you know, the pressure in athleticism or like the pressure of body image problems. What if they use the story? To see where the worst case scenario goes. But that's for adult entertainment, not for children. Let, yeah, then then let me retool the, you know, what I would imagine the script would be to what I think would actually work, which is she goes, she starts ballet, uh, heavier set, and she learns that she loves ballet as much as she does. And that convinces her to change the way she looks because it simply prevents her from doing what she loves as effectively or as, as gifted uh, as well as she could, right? If she loses weight, she's lighter on her feet. She has the ability to move around more freely. She can become better at the things she loves to do in changing the way she looks becomes a byproduct. They don't make it out yeah. to me that that's the main story, but that in doing something that she loves to do, that's a physical activity, she gets healthy. Yeah. But they won't do that. One of the criticisms that I lean toward agreeing with is that they are rather hypocritical in offering the first plus-size protagonist and making that About the central part of who they are and what their story is. And that's why when it's cynical. They, I mean... Really, I thought what representation was about was assimilating characters with certain physical attributes in with the rest of Disney princesses or... To regular um, stories. Yeah, regular stories but they, but where they, they can experience the same things everyone else does. Yeah. And the common complaint in the past has been you're only making plus-size characters as side characters, comic relief, or villains. Mm -hmm. And... um. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online 
and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. That's that's definitely fair to point out, but the solution isn't making a protagonist a heroine uh, who is plus size and then completely reducing her down to her weight. Mm-hmm. That's more fat phobic than anything. And also the moral of the story, uh, which is highly reductive anyway, the moral of the story seems fat phobic too because the moral is that you can only find value inside yourself, your inner beauty and not how you look. Yep. Even though so much of dance, or if not all of it, is about how it looks to other people. Making extremely difficult, rigorous things look effortless and beautiful and smooth. I can't it's think all of about a, appearances. Yeah. I can't think of like a way to do this story that has a satisfying end. Well, uh, not for children. Just the, I don't think that this is something that this is an issue that should be addressed in children's entertainment. No, not at all. Uh, I, there, there's something to be said, or maybe it could be done, but it would have to be done in a way that felt more natural in doing it with ballet, which is inherently mm-hmm. contradictory to what they're doing. And there was people in the, in the comments saying that they, they were in dance, they were in ballet, and they were, and they were heavier set. And so they're asking that question, right? But did they change? Did those people change when they got older? Did they lose that weight because they did something they loved that was physical activity? Uh, And there's only one narrative you're allowed to tell. And and that narrative is that it's okay to look that way. And it's okay for you to be happy with who you are, no matter how you look. It's not okay to allow yourself to become so much of something that you're unhealthy. I don't think that's okay. Yeah, I I don't even know if... Or I shouldn't say not okay. You do whatever you want. But I'm saying that it's not a message that we as a society should be putting forth for other people to take as good. The problem with this isn't that children are going to watch it and think, it's okay that I'm fat or it's a great thing. It's it's, uh, something I should celebrate. I don't think that children are going to walk away from it because children aren't able to lie to themselves as well as adults can. They don't have the rational capabilities to lie to themselves with the complexity that adults do. None of the guy. The problem here is that parents are going to show a film like this to their children, expecting it to instill a certain moral value, and it doesn't work, and the child ends up feeling even more confused and dejected because mm-hmm. children just intuitively know when they're being lied to. And, and let's... And children also are some of the most ruthless people like they will point out the truth no matter what because they don't understand the social implications of doing so. And children are mean to each other about how they look. Yep. They'll learn that the hard way in the real world whether or not Disney shows them. Yeah, it becomes kind of a misnomer that people learn things from these movies. Like, yeah, I, that becomes a rationalization for people growing up. Good as they or get older. bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't need to even yep. address you. an issue like this Thank in a you. kids' film. It's they don't. They are not interested in this. P- 
parents are interested in this. Woke Disney adults are interested in short films like this, not children. And this is what I mean when I say that there's only one outcome allowed for this because Taylor Swift has a new single out called uh, uh, Antihero in which mm-hmm. there's exactly like Which a, you said was catchy. It Unfortunately, yes, the song is quite catchy. And uh, <laughs> I do want to point out that Taylor Swift, when she looks evil, is the most natural looking Taylor Swift there is. And uh, have you seen those memes that's like, it's like every time it's a woman doing something and, it's, and the guy goes, whoa, it says new kink unlocked. <laughs> uh, yeah. Evil Taylor Swift I'm here for it But in this video uh, She's basically addressing A lot of her own Internal fears And misgivings About herself And one of them She steps on a scale And the scale goes All the way up To the word fat Rather than listing yeah. a weight And that got She literally caved And censored herself And pulled it off All of uh, the videos And edited it Not all the videos all, To like, be clear It was on The Apple Music version it's, it's Of her music video one. It's off the YouTube one Really? Yeah, I watched it this morning. It's off the YouTube one. It cuts to the so scene of So since they published this update, yes, it's off. they also removed it from YouTube. Yep. Okay, so they scrubbed it from Apple Music first, left it on YouTube, and then yep. removed it from YouTube. They're trying to remove the evidence instead of addressing it publicly. And I mean, in the first place, you don't even need to address this publicly because it's a nothing burger controversy that was only brought up by a very small faction of like body positivity activists but they're uh they're a big deal and that's a problem because they get a lot of uh they get a lot of leeway first of all they're allowed to harass anyone they want and they can say everything they want they have the moral high they believe that they have the moral high ground and these companies cave and uh they fold like accordions and give in and we have to deal with the fact that nobody can have any freedom of expression anymore. Realistically, she was explaining something extremely personal to herself that she's always felt, uh, you know, like judged about her looks and stuff like that. And her, her insecurities aren't allowed because their insecurities need to be valorized and well, validated. Look, uh, I don't want to defend Taylor Swift here either because I think she is the evil version of herself that was following her around the entire music video. I love video. the evil version of herself. Um, she should just You know, it. people loved the Reputation era because she leaned into that uh, snake image after Kanye West, uh, you know, <laughs> referenced her yeah. in a disparaging way in Famous. Um, and she leaned into that evil image that people had of her. And that was cool. That was a cool concept. But now she's trying to redeem herself. And she had this documentary that she released in 2020. And mm. I, I can't believe I watched it. I was <laughs> sort of interested in watching solipsistic uh, celebrity self-made autobiographical documentaries back then. And there were a lot coming out at the time. So I watched that one. And one of the things that she, uh, one of the topics that they, they delved into there was her body image crisis that she went through. Um, so she revealed that since the very early stages of her career, she would starve herself um, to keep slim. And there were, you know, obviously being in the spotlight all the time, there were pressures to look a certain way. And especially in the 2000s, which is when she became famous at first, I know that that would have been far more pressure than there is today when Mm -hmm. we have like a Lizzo who's being propped up as what's beautiful. Um, So she talked about that in her documentary. And I still got the feeling that it's just disingenuous because she is literally the Barbie image of like, like the ideal 
tall, thin, blonde pop star girl. And that's a great thing to be. And she still finds a way to like have plausible deniability. I don't really think I'm all that like you do, though. And that's fine if you did. Um, she just wants something to complain about. And another part of that documentary was about like how she got political. And that was the start of the end for her. Yep. Um, and then this music video where she steps on the scale and it says the word fat on it. It's like Degrassi levels of emotional depth being displayed by a woman in her 30s, but somehow below Degrassi levels. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, Almost like the higher production value <laughs> makes it look more fake somehow. Yeah. Uh, well, she's always had a high production value. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's what like, how can you have uh, uh, millions of dollars production value for, for like, $5 thoughts? Right, right. Like, exactly. I also want to point out, there's, um, there's a, a dancer on TikTok and Instagram that I follow named Enola Better. And she does a lot of updates to her about her health. And she's, uh, she, she never talked about it before, but she does her fitness updates and stuff like that. And she pointed out recently that she takes her physical fitness very seriously because she has uh, a medical condition that forces her to have to stay in good shape. And that's not that's not valued anymore you're like she has to because she's a dancer mm -hmm. like this girl in this wants to be a dancer the reality of the world is is that if you had a, a medical condition or you wanted to be in a profession as rigorous as dance you have to take care of yourself you don't get to just accept that you look a certain way uh and be okay with that as a society we fall apart if we don't strive to improve well, we're expected to watch a movie or a TV show um, where there's a fat protagonist and it's supposed to be like, well, they just uh, they look like that for no reason. Yep. There's they, there's no apparent reason why this person is obese. They are just naturally like that. In the, in That's the not something that occurs naturally. <laughs> and this podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager. Are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. That's why it's it always is going to feel so shoehorned into entertainment. That that is something that of course a board room or a writers room sat around talking about and talking about the social impact it would have. There's so much talk about how to influence children these days except for from parents. Yeah. Like it's actually very sinister. I'd like to hear about, uh, they always talk about a diverse writer's room and a diverse group of people. Was there like a, a fitness guru in this <laughs> writer's room who's like, you know, maybe we could add some stuff about how it's good for you to, to, to stay in shape and to get healthy again. It's good for your image and your body. And she's like, no, 
you're being fat phobic. Yeah. You're not allowed to have that opinion here because they don't actually want diverse opinions. They want to valorize stuff that's unhealthy. They want to push agendas that are going to be hurtful towards children. I don't even think that it's necessary for Disney to uh, make a project out of promoting fitness or health or weight loss uh, to children anyway. I don't think it's any of their business. They're for entertainment, not PSAs. And I remember that even in the 2000s when I was growing up watching Disney Channel, they had PSAs like that and campaigns dedicated to talking about um, not just fitness, but also climate change. And uh, well, at first it was called global warming, but eventually climate, climate change. change. At least they didn't blame her her weight on climate change. That's we <laughs> they, got that going. They for even us. made a campaign talking about uh, type one diabetes because Nick Jonas had it. Yep. There were just so many bizarre things that they shoehorned into my entertainment when I was growing up with Disney. And it's only getting worse because they keep shifting the goalposts. So now I'm not going to turn on Disney Channel and see a PSA about, you know, eating my vegetables. I'm going to turn on Disney Plus or no, I'm I'm actually four years old and and my parent is turning on Disney Plus (laughs) unsupervised. And then I'm going to see Reflect. And they're going to tell you that it's okay to eat ice cream for dinner because it's who you are. (laughs) Like... I just don't think that this is the matter to be addressed nope. on Disney Plus. No. Nope. It doesn't matter what message they're trying to send with it, whether they show the ballerina uh, trying to get healthy or not. I just don't care. Is and this, it's it was never that deep to anyone outside of the writer's room. Is this a product of marketing to women? Uh, to men, adult women, yes. Um, the, the, the idea is that like men are aspirational with things like this and they want to... They want to uh, the point is always superheroes, right? Women see beautiful women superheroes and say uh, those are unrealistic body expectations. Men see adult men superheroes with 16 packs <laughs> and muscles where muscles don't go and they go, <laughs> I need to hit the gym. Epic. It's freaking awesome. I want a freaking hammer. Like that's, that, that's, there's a difference in the way you consume media and yeah. because men have to be, uh, men are encouraged to constantly be bettering themselves. Women for the last 20 or 30 years have been told you're fine just the way you are. Who cares what you offer? Who cares what you have to offer? If a guy doesn't accept you just the way you are, he is, uh, he doesn't, uh, he's a sexist or he's scared of you. He's intimidated by you. And if he has any expectations of you outside of just taking you for what you are, he's a bad person. Men are not told that. Well, it's obviously um, very convenient that we have Taylor Swift, of all people, forwarding that message to people. You're fine she, just the way you are, tall, blonde, she gorgeous woman. She is a mega-rich, mega-famous, tall, blonde, gorgeous pop star. Yeah. And she is telling <laughs> everyone else that they're just fine the way they are. I'm sorry, but it's none of your business, Taylor Swift. And, you know, I have noticed a disturbing trend with media consumption where adult women are encouraged to identify with characters that are uh, young girls, children. Because our adult... This is what's going on. They are marketing this this character, Bianca, to adult women who want to rewrite their past and mythologize their childhood, that that's them. They want to identify with a child character. Children couldn't care less about Bianca. Think so? Yeah. Like, children want to see Encanto. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I don't think they care about these short films. These short films are, are 
pompous Disney animation teams talking about, you know, how they're changing the world. Yeah. And they're just not nearly as influential as they think they are. Uh, I mean, I think they are influential. I think, they, I, I, I just think. Do you think reflect for, is actually no. relevant to no, anyone no. except for like awfuls? Uh, I, I don't. <laughs> uh, I don't think that they're impactful. I think that they reinforce the beliefs that a lot of Western women already have, and they're constantly validated to have those feelings with media that tells them they're right. Hmm. And that's what stuff, stuff like this does. Well, a lot of people see this being an animated short. I don't know. But I know that this media is the never People are already coming. tweeting, like, calling for this to be made into a full-length movie. And um, I love characters like this. I feel so represented. Then when they make the DVD This is one, so necessary. When they have the extended cut, they can call it the plus-size edition. I love how they always say, this is so necessary. Like, yeah. as if any entertainment is necessary. necessary. Yeah. It just I shows what they're looking this. to it for. Like, I wish I had had this when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. there are no actual kids who are asking for this. Yeah. So let's go to Super Chats, No, but at the same time, I guess we still have, um, like, like uh, f for the male characters, they don't get to, like, somebody in the chat mentioned Fat Thor in, th in, the, in Avengers. Like, but that was played as, like, a joke, right? And he has to change. Well, even, even muscular fit Thor was played as a joke yeah. uh, in Thor Love and Thunder. <laughs> I don't really know. It's a, it's a lot different the way that um, men are portrayed in, in their body image. Well, and here's the thing. He had to get back in shape in, in mm -hmm. Thor. And they would never, ever ask a woman character to do that. She mm -hmm. would just stay the way she is. Because, Queen, you are beautiful just the way you are. And sometimes that means casting a woman who is already extremely fit and muscular and... Therefore, it looks like no change needed to be made. <laughs> yeah, I, it is. Uh, the, the Taylor Swift part to me is the most interesting because yeah. it feels like she's not like her evolve. I guess she's not being censored. She she probably changed it just because of outrage. It's self-censorship. Self I don't even know to what degree Taylor Swift is involved in making this decision anyway. But if I'm to believe, if I'm to take her at her word and she and she writes these songs herself and they all they the what she creates is a piece of her and it's important to her, despite the high production value and the seeming impersonal nature of it the way I uh, the way I perceive it which is to be impersonal mm -hmm. and it feels like a, a package like a product that's packaged and sold to hundreds of millions of people fine but if I'm to take her at her word and believe that this is important to her and she's sharing this piece of her soul how much of a piece of your soul could it actually mean if you removed it on the basis of a couple of nut jobs on Twitter telling you that it was fat phobic let I don't me, buy that let me read out some tweets from those nut jobs do it it is possible to appreciate Taylor Swift as an artist and call her out on her blatant fat phobia. Taylor Swift should have done better because even if it is relatable and an intrusive thought, it is damaging and fat phobic. Listen to fat people when they tell you it is. Here's another one. I feel like the fact that every single person defending Taylor Swift is white and thin themselves kind of reinforces the point. LOL. I'm not thin. I'm defending her. Uh, Actually, they well, they said just the thin girls who feel fat sometimes are now experts. I mean, Taylor Talk Swift has only ever claimed to be an expert on Taylor Swift. That's what her career is. And, and talk about like dismissing someone's lived experience. Holy crap. Well, that's what it's all about, yeah. right? Like it's it's it's, it's only all about important me. when it's my lived my lived experience, but your lived experience doesn't matter. But these are just two like warring factions that have the exact same value system. Taylor Swift's value system is Taylor Swift and having a martyr complex because you're Taylor Swift, it, and then theirs is, uh, you know, Taylor Swift is victimizing me personally. 
it's I, all that stuff just makes it so scary to me to think like you have to live in a world now where you do have to have like I, I feel like in two generations we will either be the world's uh, America will either have the world's most emotionally fragile people or we will have the strongest emotional people because eventually you will have to learn to just put up with it that you're going to get somebody calling you names on the internet no matter what like as you're sharing very personal experiences granted this was artistically driven and done by a, a corporation with a bunch of people involved but sharing your most intimate fears and uh and insecurities online will then be Put to pat uh, will be taken out to the woodshed by somebody online because it hurts. It runs headlong into their worldview, and you'll have to really become string like the ability to be strong-willed in your in your need to put forth what you believe, right? Because if you change something every time somebody chipped in and said that you offended them, like Taylor Swift is doing, the next generation can't afford to do that because there will be somebody insulted about everything. The next Taylor Swift won't be able to. I don't think that that's the inevitable result. What I I think the result is going to be that um, obesity and uh, other forms of just like mediocrity that we've accepted in society are going to be so normal that no one will even have the uh, the inkling to point it out or to. Um, you know comment on it insult people for it it will be so common that it's just um accepted as the new baseline it's depressing yeah it's depressing here's another tweet the worst part of all the taylor swift discourse for me is that her and her team have absolutely seen the viral tweets calling out her music video for fat phobia she's very online and engaged in fan circles her team is constantly taking down leaks and she hasn't said anything I hate when there's a controversy going on and the person takes like two seconds to think about what to say. And it, that itself is another crime that they've committed. You didn't, you, you you might've spoke, but you didn't speak soon enough. You didn't trip over yourself to, and demean yourself to apologize to us. Yeah. Which uh, an apology, which we will not accept, by the way. Has there ever been a time in which they've accepted the apology and things just went back to normal? No. I Never. Don't think so. Not in human well, history. Well, maybe Lizzo with the uh, spaz lyric. That just wasn't big enough. That just wasn't a big enough controversy. Yeah, I don't know. It kind of felt like it. It artificially. Plus, it happened blew to Beyonce. It happened to Beyonce like right at the same time. Yeah. So two untouchables. <laughs> Let's go to super chats. Let's do it. Dane Font said, "Make hot people great again." Uh, uh, yeah, make make celebrities hot again. I say. True, I, and shame celebrities again. Sarah Shahi was looking thinner and in better shape than she was when she was on Person of Interest. That's what you do. Get she was on down, that Peloton, she, girlies. She was a, yeah, she, she, when she just had her like second kid uh, or something like right before they made that movie. Mm. Um, she was a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader, so you know. She was in shape. Anyone can do it. Anyone can do it. <laughs> Waffle Sensei said, we're still great, and they know it, Dave. <laughs> we. We. Center Conservative Mom 98 said, I took ballet for seven years. Can confirm that no one was overweight the whole time. If you were, you fell behind. They were not very forgiving. There was... Um, I can imagine, yeah. In the show Castle, the the medical examiner, name is Lainey, uh, uh, and the actress who plays her... Uh, well endowed and she makes a joke about how she like there's an episode that involves like a ballerina or like a dancer and she says I always wanted to be a prima ballerina and then they're all like kind of shocked by this revelation because she's kind of fairly either snarky or stoic most of the time and they're like well what happened and she's like 
the girls came in. Not a lot of top heavy ballerinas out there. And he goes, well, I think there should be. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, of course you do. Yes, uh, if you can't even be top heavy and be a ballerina, then you could definitely cannot be Bianca in reflections heavy no. and be a ballerina. Not really. You know, people were also complaining about the way they animated her body is like unrealistic to how fat people actually look. Oh, because it, it's like actually just round, like it's exaggerated. Like looks, a, yeah, like yeah. way too exaggerated round. But like that's literally what animation does is it exaggerates things. Do you think that they feel the same? Like when we make our complaints about movies and television shows and tell them what they need to be doing to make things, do you think they think the same uh, things we do when we hear complaints like that, which is like it'll never be enough? Mm. No matter what you do, you will never make them happy. Well, when we're complaining about things like that, it's about the stories, the plot line, the character development, yeah. the sets, uh, like what is actually integral to a TV show or movie rather than the peripheral elements that are identity. Yeah. <laughs> That's essentially what they're concerned with and the only thing that they address. Just and if, this, if the set's lacking, if the character development's lacking, if the casting is poorly done, if the scripts are terrible, they don't care as long as their checkboxes are met. Yep. They don't care about how much money it makes. It's only about being catered to. I wonder if there's just like really good accounting. They just know how to write everything off that fails. <laughs> so like there's no there's no strategic. Stakes. Yeah, there's no stakes anymore. <laughs> Colt said Kung Fu Panda was the first plus size hero in an animated movie that did awesome Kung Fu. Made my nine-year-old water balloon body self get into somewhat shape through karate and other sports. See, then, Aww. then maybe the idea here is that they could have made this movie about her. Don't address it. Just make it about her being a ballerina mm -hmm. and wanting to be a great ballerina and having that help with her, her image issues. Don't address it. Don't say it explicitly, but say that she doesn't feel very sure about herself. But when she does ballet and she feels like she's doing well, it makes her feel good about herself. The difference um, between this and Poe the panda is if it's an anthropomorphized character you can get away with a lot more yeah. um, pushing the boundaries because um, they don't actually live in a real society and uh, he was also male mm. so that's we already addressed that you can't address you know male body image in the same way it's I think they actively did make jokes at the expense of his size yeah. in the movie but it was it was considered funny because he was a male character. Yep. Murph tries DIY said, I literally have an ad for a weight loss video under the show notes. Gotta love the algorithm. Thank you, algorithm. You've restored my faith in humanity. You can make all of the Disney animated shorts you want, but um, doctors will still hate him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, weight Watchers is still coming for you. No matter what. F off said, sup fools last day off. Well, I hope you no, had. No, uh, don't go back to work. Yeah, why would you do why that? Why would you do you that? Could come hang out you with could us. Just here. hang out with us all day, every day. Yeah. Toe Phone Man said Markiplier beat Joe Rogan in two streaming services for his products. Which That's, which products? Which I don't know about um, what Markiplier is up to these days. Joe Rogan's always advertising Alpha Brain. You got to use Alpha Brain. <laughs> Potatoes for Seamus said, "Is Mary a double agent, comrade FBI, Mary?" <laughs> Must know. We should have put a big picture of J. Edgar Hoover behind you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure exactly how how that works. I'm a Russian spy and an FBI agent. Duh. 
maybe I'm a I'm a spy on both sides. I'm I'm on no one's side. So you work Just for an the agent of chaos. Both the SVR and the CIA. Mm -hmm. Matt said, "Fat Thor was showing the depression wallow hole. It went hand in hand with his failure. His physical form and confidence also returned as a pair." Funny how that works, right? You you get in better shape. You feel better about yourself. That's yeah. Well, they um. They also showed like Fat Elvis in the recent yeah. biopic of Elvis, um, and that wasn't called out for fat phobia. Firstly, because it's a male, uh, but like secondly, because that's just real effing life, yeah, and that's happened. what happens when your health and your mental state is deteriorating. It shows on the outside when you're broken on the inside in a lot of different ways, and that's sometimes one of them where is the line between accepting who you are uh but wanting to make improvements and promoting something that's actually unhealthy i think there's a difference between narcissistic shame which is just all about me 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 and projecting certain judgments that other people aren't making on you because really people aren't all that concerned with you at the end of the day no. and there's a difference between that complex and just uh uh, mindset that there's always something you can prove kind of like Patrick Bateman said you can always be thinner look better yes <laughs> I think more people would uh benefit from telling themselves that once in a while maybe the idea that like because everyone's on social media and everybody who when you post something to the world has their own comment section now it's what leads to a lot of the narcissism to think that everyone cares about you because 10 people comment about something that you made and uh, they and, can like your comment yeah like it feels like maybe that's where a lot of the narcissism comes from that there's literally a reaction section for everything you do in the world yeah where in the real world people don't tend to react that way mm -hmm. though yesterday i would like to point out that okay. uh, i went downstairs I think if you ever had one of those things, it's like uh, it was almost too uh, hilarious of an interaction where like I go downstairs and like I interject into a conversation. I say something. People actually find it funny. And then I walk out. <laughs> what did you say? Uh, they were talking about um, uh, Kellen was talking about J uh, Ronald Reagan. And he's like, and he shut down um, this, this. I'm like, what? The asylums? And then he's like, oh, yeah. And everybody like in the context of the conversation, everybody laughs. And then I'm like, oh, well, those are still around. They're still on TikTok. People laugh. And then you just uh -huh. ghost out. And it's like, it wasn't funny, but it's just like, yeah. You love fading out of disappear the, out of the darkness and then fading right back in. There's nobody worse at exiting a conversation or room than me. I just kind of like evaporate slowly. I mean, you're you're good at it because you do it so often. <laughs> but, but I, I, I don't practice uh, expert at the I'm just like slowly moving the towards Irish the door. exit. Yeah. yeah, slowly moving towards the door. <laughs> <laughs> just the, the gif of like Homer Simpson dun, 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 just yeah, sinking but, into the bush. Yep. I am said so is <laughs> Wait, I don't know how you say that. This is difficult to say. Maybe it's because he can't type it yes. in the super chat. So is fat ass hmm. now derogatory towards fat asses? Yes. Yes. Well, maybe it's more of a compliment now. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're, it's inclusive. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, we've got bad news. Uh, apparently, <laughs> Olivia Cockburn wants to direct a DC movie. Uh, she's threatening us once again with more movies that we have to watch. She uh, thinks no one remembers that her name was Olivia Cockburn. <laughs> Olivia, we know. So, so it says, guys, it says, Olivia Wilde may direct a movie for the newly formed DC Studios. DC Studios being the f new uh, umbrella under which uh, Peter Safran and James Gunn are mm -hmm. now running DC Films. Uh, by the way, they've rebranded it. It's no longer the DCEU. It is now just the DCU. 
Oh. Yeah. I mean, it was never. It was never actually. According called. to James Gunn. It, I. It was just in. Who made the, that decision? Uh, also, it was never actually the DCEU. It just got called that early on, and then just stuck forever. But they never because actually because it was like to derivative it. of the multiverse. D, yeah, the DC Extended Universe. So. So it says, mm-hmm. Olivia Wilde is currently in negotiations with Warner Brothers Discovery to direct a movie, according to our trusted and proven sources. Mm-hmm. They were right about... That's the, such an inside joke to say that. It, they were right about the, the Guy Gardner and uh, the Green Lantern yeah. thing. So, so maybe they do have trusted and inaccurate sources. They, well, they found that after Don't Worry Darling mm-hmm. was such an unprecedented box office smash at $83 million... Mm-hmm. Um, that she deserves another chance at directing. Yep. And this time it's going to be adding a new flavor, a new a new little spice. Let me guess, to... it's going to be about woman. <laughs> I mean, this is actually not news I found out because I, I looked at a, an article from back in August 2020 where she was tapped for uh, a Marvel film. Um, and it was... All that was known at the time was that it was female centered. Yeah. And it Somebody was. will get their powers from an alien tampon. She, she hinted that it was about Spider Woman, uh, but maybe that's been scrapped and then she's, you know, getting shopped around back to DC. I have no idea what kind of burning pile of dung would me. come out of. Olivia Wilde directing a superhero film because you just add her toxic feminism in with the social capital that's that exists in messaging superhero films right now Uh, add those together and you just get like a train wreck. So it's, <laughs> however, despite the negative press around the movie, it's it's all the press. So if they're going to advertise this movie, that's where all of the attention will come from because it won't come from her directing abilities. She yeah, would be, I uh, mean, her first try at Booksmart, yeah. it was reviewed well by critics, but only critics, and it made no money. Yeah. It uh, was, it I was could a see, flop. I could see James Gunn wanting to do something like this. I actually could. Uh, I don't know if if it's the right decision because I don't think that she would be able to make a movie that would actually be fun. Like I said, she's such a privileged twat. Yes, like <laughs> when she was sh- when she was tapped for that Marvel deal. I don't I don't think that that's still in the works. No, we haven't heard anything about it since. But when that happened, the justification at the time was she had this amazing directorial debut with Booksmart that yeah. everyone loved, and the reality was it. Did didn't make its money back and pompous elitist critics happened to like that it had queer representation and it you know fit their indie sensibilities so she was just propelled into marvel studios after a complete flop as her first try and then she was given a second whole a whole second chance with don't worry darling don't worry, darling. I haven't watched. I don't know if it's actually good. I will never know because I'm never watching it. But on her second chance, she also sabotages press for it because she knows that it can't succeed on its own merits. And then again, she is propelled into a bigger job. Feminists and people with privileged identity characteristics always fail upwards. Um, I do like that she was in... <laughs> Richard Jewell I'm trying to picture her 
Like, I would love to see a video of, like, somebody filming with their phone of her, like, listening to Clint Eastwood talk about the world. <laughs> like, I imagine the, like, her just being appalled at his, like, how he sees well, the world. Well, we already um, made up a scenario in our heads where she walks past Florence Pugh's dressing room on the set for Don't Worry Darling. And here's Florence Pugh listening to a Jordan Peterson video. Oh, my God. And is just absolutely aghast. That's my new favorite conspiracy theory is that Florence, Florence Pugh Florence Pugh's a secret Jordan Peterson stan. It's, it's all but confirmed. She got a... She got a Daily Wire Plus subscription just to listen to new. We Jordan should Peterson reach content. out to Florence Pugh's reps for yes. comment and and update you guys on that. Um, so I saw this tweet by the way that said Olivia Cockburn was raised by two leftist elitist journalists in an expensive area in D.C. attending a tiny boarding school. Cockburn abused her powers as a director, abandoned her children, and couldn't direct a movie. She hates masculine men and middle to lower class people. So uh, can't confirm all the details there, but I don't think she would be able to make a movie that anyone finds relatable. Yeah. Like uh, even Don't Worry Darling was uh, like <laughs> sort of, it was disturbing, uh, treacherous walk into her mind where misogyny runs the world and we still live in a, a patriarchal dystopia. Uh, well, they don't understand that we live in a matriarchal society or a gynocentric society um, mm -hmm. here in America, and then they we'd be in a better position if we were in a matriarchy mm -hmm. than a than whatever the hell is going on right now. But guys, it's not all bad news because we do we did find out that Henry Cavill as Superman is signed on for at least three films, which is Man of Steel two uh, that appears to be Man of Steel two, Justice League two, and Black Adam two. Uh, one of which Man of Steel two looks like it will be possibly helmed by James Gunn himself. It will be very interesting, in my opinion, to see how that movie fares tonally, given the extremely distinct like the distinctly different styles of directing that both James Gunn and Zack Snyder possess I do actually think that if they wanted to make a movie with heart that uh, James Gunn is somebody that could pull that off but I don't think his sense of humor uh, is one that really works it's not in the just, Superman world it's not just his sense of humor but also um, I think James Gunn went for the Suicide Squad because it was lower stakes than a Man of Steel. Like, he, if he's not uh, grappling with, like, doing justice to an A-lister character like Superman, yeah. then he has more freedom, he has more creative freedom, um, and also with humor. Yep. Um, also, in, take the reins there. In Peacemaker, like, he, he makes sure, like, the character of Peacemaker dresses down all of the. He makes fun of all of this major superheroes in all of the in all the episodes. Like I don't remember what it was, but he has a really funny burn on Superman. Like he makes fun of Batman, Superman, and Aquaman. The Aquaman one I always remember because he, he talks about how Aquaman has sex with fish, <laughs> and, and that's like that. That's his. Uh, he's like I heard it, and then he's like, "Where's like on Reddit or it's like or something?" Not like a that. huge fan of James Gunn's sense of humor. Not yeah. gonna lie. Very hit and uh, very hit and miss. I I think it's just annoying how. I, I don't mean this as like a personal attack at James Gunn anyway, but like it's annoying that there's a double standard where he can make all of those messed up jokes about kids and that like him him getting fired after that uh, at the drop of a hat, by the way, was considered cancel culture. But then people who have done far lesser offenses or jokes about uh other topics that are deemed even more taboo mm -hmm. 
are then uh, they're not given the same redemption arc. He was that never he has even, been given. He was never actually even canceled. I, I don't believe well, for he, a second that Disney actually and they to overreacted. Fire him. No, didn't I don't. They? I believe they did that, that. That's what they do now. So they fired him. He immediately goes and makes a DC movie. They it's not it's not like D, DC even waited to to hire him after that. But I think that Marvel always planned to bring him back to do Guardians of the Galaxy three. They just made the performative yeah. gesture. But of he also was like, go. this is the last one I'm doing like yeah. this is the last Guardians of the Galaxy he's I'm extremely doing, close with away. he's extremely close with the whole cast on that like that's like like Dave Batista like liberal annoying politics as he as he may be uh like they're like ride or die people they're like if he doesn't do this movie I'm not doing this like you know that, I feel like those type of bonds in Hollywood are so obnoxious yeah so like especially when it's um an A-list actor and uh, an A-list director, yeah. a Brad Pitt and a Quentin Tarantino, yeah. or uh, like we were saying, a Christian Bale and a David O. Russell. And I, like they're just so obnoxious with their um, loyalty yeah. to each other. I do want to read a couple of these quotes from Henry Cavill, who was on a, a podcast recently. So he says, I went to Warner Brothers studio in the UK and got back in the suit. It was a very powerful moment for me. I wasn't sure how I would feel, whether it would be something very emotionally connective because I put the Man of Steel suit back on. I chose that one in particular because of the nostalgia attached to the suit. It was important for me to be standing there and enjoying the moment. That is one of the top moments in my career. It feels great to have the opportunity to wear it again. Every time I hear another celebrity talk about these characters, they talk about them in this way that sounds so fake as if it's just, uh, you don't believe that they actually cared about the character uh, or they care about their interpretation of the character, right? Like we're, uh, we're changing this character for modern times i'm looking for this character to be an inspiration to one small subsect of people whereas he's just mm -hmm. he just loves the character he just wants to represent the character he says yeah. there's such a bright future ahead for the character i'm so excited to tell a story uh with an with an enormously joyful superman with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I like it. He's a sweet guy. He is. But also, I have to openly oppose him... Uh, getting casted as James Bond. Yes, because, that is in the news too. We have that here. You know, call me bigoted against the British people, but um, he just, if the motto matters to you, Brett, like you say it does, then the nationality of the person playing Superman also matters. I wouldn't it's, care. Okay, no, let me rephrase that. No, no, I'm not going to rephrase that. If, if, a no, British, <laughs> if a British writer writes for a Superman comic, I don't care that he's British. It's not about uh, the nationality of the person writing the character. It's about instilling the values and talking about what the original message was. The message is widespread. The writer, that doesn't matter to me. As long as he's not talking in a British accent. If he was talking in a British accent, that would be weird. Pulling in Anna de Armas yeah, on like, the Superman flick. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care if the, if the writer is... Uh, like uh, mm. We would have to then look at the people who wrote the movie. Are the people that wrote the movie American? Like That's, uh, that's not the point I'm just of saying if they're not, then there's no reason that they should care about you know keeping the motto and what Superman maybe embodied as like 
as long as he's representing of our nation, right? As long as he's not being played as British on screen, that doesn't matter to me. Just like I don't care if a straight person plays a gay character or a gay character or a gay actor plays a straight character. That doesn't bother me. As long as they're portraying the character they're supposed to portray on screen. But they are saying, he is saying that he would still like to play Superman or to play James Bond and Mary's like, no, stop it. If anything, it's really just about the impression that people carry from watching him in the role of Superman and they carry they carry that impression over to watching him as James Bond hypothetically yeah. like they can't you can't really separate him from two characters that are that iconic uh, that, are, that are that huge there's some actors that have their that own have, franchises yeah um i mean i wouldn't be able to separate that in my mind just because he's speaking in a different accent it's like uh, i mean it's like it's a lot of actors have played superheroes for both uh ryan reynolds played uh green lantern in dc and then went yeah. on to play deadpool like a lot of them and are, are, don't know um, how i feel about chris, that either i don't like the crossover of like marvel and dc yeah chris actors Evans. and actresses Chris Evans played John, uh, Johnny Storm on uh, in Fantastic Four and then played, uh, obviously, Captain America. There should be more of a sense that the studio owns you if it's a superhero film. Forever? Forever? No, I mean, I just, I don't like, I don't know, something about it just it seems wrong. Like crossing over the same, bring in new people or bring in old faces that, uh, like Hugh Jackman, they're they're constantly bringing in like bigger big but names. Like most of them, Bill are... Murray's one of them. Harrison Ford is one of them. And um, so, so you would bother Catherine Langford. It bothers you because the, of the Truth, Justice, and the American Way one. But a lot of the actors that play superheroes are British. So, I mean, Tom Holland. That's is... a, that's a smaller point for me than just the, the fact sp- that audience members will yeah. not be able to like tell them apart. Uh, not just tell them apart, but it's like. The the feeling you get when you watch Henry Cavill on screen is going to be whatever you saw him as first, right? Okay. So if he starts off w- as Superman and then gets casted as James Bond and he keeps that role for uh, 10 to 12 years, I, I don't see people being able to, um, at, m- at least myself, being able to like separate the tone. Yeah. Right? So- and it's also a completely different... A uh, completely different type of character. But that's why it doesn't bother me because they're like, not in the same. They're not in the same sphere. But yeah, but that's why the tone doesn't feel right. I don't I, think Henry Cavill could do both excellently. If the if the director, the set designer, the scriptwriter, and everybody else involved in that project are doing their job properly, and the actor is able to portray Which they more rarely than are, uh, and the actor is able to portray a character more than one dimension. As long as you're not Ryan Reynolds and you're just playing Ryan Reynolds in everything that you're in, I don't have a problem with an actor taking on more than one iconic character. But there is a question to be asked, right? Like, there's a lot of great actors out there. Why wouldn't you just cast somebody else? But there's Hollywood also- has their favorites right now. I think as actors age, they're going to have a crisis of casting. There's also the the matter of star power. James Bond doesn't need. Uh, a big name actor. Daniel Craig was not a huge actor. I mean, he was still, he was famous, but he was not uh, the level of fame that he is now when he took over the role of James Bond. I guess Pierce Brosnan had already been Remington Steele uh, when he took over for James Bond. But in general, that character name, those characters carry such value that they don't need a big star. But I'm also sick of 
actors with no public profile using it as their stepping stone to become activists uh, oh, and, yeah. and use the character as a platform. So maybe you should hire actors of a certain caliber so that they don't... The Rock is Black Adam because yeah. he does not need to that's, make it about himself because he's already a big deal. That's a dilemma for sure. Like I do see in in the next decade or two that there's going to be a shortage of uh, easily recognizable... A-lister box office hit yeah. type of actors and the new ones that they're going to bring in other than a Tom Holland or a Timothy Chalamet I, I don't I don't see a new class of A-listers rising up right now or getting the chance it's because they're all being I don't brought know if they on deserve s- one but like well it's because they're coming up in the age of streaming where there's less yeah. stakes and they're not uh, also not- like on the on the Green Lantern thing oh yeah we people are saying that Green Lantern should have never been uh, put on streaming to begin with, like pitched as a streaming service it does feel show like a movie. or movie at all. Because just by the fact that you have to do sets both in space and on Earth, in order to do that well in a way that looks good... It's going to cost a lot of money. Yeah. And uh, eight episodes of that. Okay, which are already scripted, which have just been completely scrapped after three years. $200 million for a two and a half hour movie goes a lot farther than $120 million for eight one hour mini movies. Yeah. The budget isn't there. So guys, they, uh, they canceled the Guy Gardner and Alan Scott uh, Green Lantern that they were going to do. And they are going to do what they should have done a decade ago, which is do, uh, which is do the, the version that... The the not the hell Jordan one they're gonna do the um what's his name uh John, John Stewart, Stewart. I'm sorry, John Stewart. I was getting, well, I was reading an article about the other John Stewart today <laughs> so they're gonna do John Stewart which they should have been doing a decade ago they should have done that before they even did Hal Jordan in the Ryan Reynolds movie back in like 2011 mm-hmm. uh, the the John Stewart Green Lantern is the main Green Lantern in the DC animated universe and is very, very highly uh, regarded. People love that version of that character. So there was no reason to do Hal Jordan. Uh, like, uh, I'm not a huge... Like, I know a lot of people... There's a lot of fans of the new 52 series, but uh, it just wasn't a Ryan Reynolds character anyways. So I don't know who they're going to cast. Uh, there was a rumor at one point that they were going to have David Ramsey portray him because David Ramsey uh, got, like, the, the lantern ring in the Arrowverse he played John Diggle, and I think that they mm-hmm. were going to use an alternate version of him to play him in that world, but then they weren't going to put him on TV. There's a lot of talk about finding uh, masculine black male leads in not just superhero films, but like all films right now, because a lot of people think that that's sorely lacking. Yeah. Who's the guy in um, that's going to be in in Creed Three? I don't know. Um, um, but the guy with Michael B. Jordan, Creed Three, that dude is just absolutely just jacked right now. Mm-hmm. The conversation right now is kicked off mainly Jonathan because Majors. of Wakanda Forever and the fact that they didn't recast T'Challa after Chadwick Boseman's death. Yeah. And it sort of crept into the conversation about uh John Stewart uh Green Lantern because uh there people some people are finally like yes, we deserve black male leads and not just like these sexuality identity things getting amplified way more than basic inclusion. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I feel about it because um, I'm not I'm not invested in Black Panther or Green Lantern as well, franchises. 
But um, we'll people were also worried that the original, the the gay Green Lantern series uh, was going to have woke themes as well. They were afraid that um, Alan Scott's sexuality was going to be way overemphasized in the plot, that Guy Gardner was going to be this uh, hot, like misogynistic, evil white man who is like patriarchal and oppressive. And uh, people saw, I, I didn't find these audition videos, but there were audition videos that got leaked um, for this series for Alan Scott and for Brie Jarda, the character of Brie Jarda. And uh, the dialogue in those was criticized a lot for being very on the nose. There were mentions of like, uh, Brie Jarda is like half alien, half human, and her human skin is black, so she was not like served the, by uh, people at a at a restaurant. And then there was like talk of of seeing a Confederate flag there. Mm. Um, it's just very bizarre <laughs> and doesn't really fit into a sci-fi. Uh, like tone anyway because they don't want to do sci-fi they want to make slice of yeah, life stories but exactly. sci-fi is how you influence the public exactly um so there were these audition videos they're now taken down from vimeo i don't know if they're anywhere else on the internet anymore um that got criticized a lot when they were leaked um a lot of people were saying they hope the same actors are kept for the side characters um, but I saw a suggestion that they get uh, Glenn. What is his name? The guy who played Hangman in, in Maverick. Oh, Glenn. Uh, uh, not Miles Teller. No, um, uh, I don't know his name. I, I Miles Teller. Wait, the, no, no, no. It's not. It's not Miles Teller. It's Glenn something. He played Hangman. Okay, Glenn, but Miles Teller is the only one that I remember from uh, other than the main cast. Hangman was a good yeah. actor, um, but they want him to play Guy Gardner, okay. and I just think, oh, of course, you're going to repeat the Hangman character because he's chauvinistic, yeah. and put him into that role and make him the same chauvinistic jackass character. Yep. Like, there's no. There's no dimension to it at all. Yep. Um, I don't know. I don't have high hopes for it. But I'm glad that they have rethought the direction of this show. And I think the more uh, based Zaslav strikes things out, uh, uh, you know, replaces them for more lucrative ideas. We're, we're still better. getting Blue Beetle next year, so we'll see how that goes. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. It'll take a long time for this to get made. I'm guessing, given the sets, because they know. have to restart literally everything, and they lost a writer. What was the story chat where um, where Green Arrow and Green Lantern basically back in like the 70s they go across America and solves in like and deal with social ills. And it's like Green Lantern is like the the stoic kind of like it is what it is, and uh, Green Lantern and Green Arrow is like the basically the social justice guy. <laughs> that's the one where that's the one where Red uh, Red Arrow uh, where Roy Harper or whatever becomes uh, gets addicted to heroin, and then he uh, wow. basically gets left behind. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Is that that based on older comics? Yeah, uh, before my before my time, but it's just that's a very famous. The run. HBO Max description of the original, the scrapped show, uh, said that Green Lantern. Uh, it, this was this would depict the Earth's first Green Lantern, who, true to the comics, is a gay man. I think that's a really misleading wording because. 
you didn't mention which comics. Yeah. The comics that introduced Green Lantern as gay came out in 2011. Not, not 1960 or whatever. Yeah, was, not yeah. the 70 years before that when the character was originally created. Mm. It's just such a misleading weasel word game they play. Yeah. I really hate it. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how, we'll see where it comes. It'll be interesting, but I'm actually like the Zaslav continues to impress me with his ability to just be like, here, bad projects, kick rocks, get rid of them. Uh, they, they don't need to make the stuff that's not going to make money, but it is extremely interesting to me how long it's taken for them to make Green Lantern work. Green Lantern is one of those characters that feels like it should not take them any effort other than budgetary reasons for uh, for overthinking it because they're looking for ways to insert social messaging. That's all. And the pressure that comes from people with Twitter fingers, like literal Twitter addicts. Uh, here's one snarker on, on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, the DC series focusing on a gay superhero was scrapped after See? three years of development and a full season of scripts were written so that it can now focus on a completely different character. Notice how they didn't mention the race of the they character. They didn't mention that this character is black. Somebody explain to me how this is not what it looks like. Excuse me, what does it look like? Please elaborate on on what it looks like. They're like like I Do you I, think this looks like homophobia? I'm picturing like they're Seriously? in a meeting I, they're in a meeting and they're like and Zaslav's like and cut this one and make the Hal Jordan one. They're like, Whoa, we can't mit, we can't cut it and do the straight white dude. We can cut it and do Jon Stewart, but we cannot cut it and do Hal Jordan. I mean it's fine if you cast a straight white dude as long as it's Guy Gardner and he can be the foil that everyone hates. Yeah. That's all. Yep. <laughs> Gotta add that caveat. Uh, let's go to Super Chats. All right, let's do it. Hobbit said, as someone who's fat, fat acceptance is just another symptom of our broken culture. We need a cure or a treatment for the culture, not a single symptom. It's just, I think back to like, there was a couple of videos a couple of years ago that Tim talked about where they removed like the messaging that said like fat, being fat was bad for you. Like, doctors were not supposed to be promoting that anymore. Uh, it kind of, and it even kind of goes back to remember when the sugar industry dumped millions upon millions of dollars into like funding of doctors or the, the FDA so that they would promote fat as the problem and not sugar. And cereal companies. And cereal. Like, like, <laughs> like Kellogg. Like, the, just holy crap. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's so bad to to emphasize like grains also i want to point out that the, <laughs> the the little travel that i've done outside the country the number one stereotype that people have of americans is fat i mean it's spreading to the rest of the globe as well it's, it's but, they think of americans yeah. as fat and gun happy and you know what that's fine you know the gun happy part is true the well as well you should be but you know what fat the, like it's just that like i remember like when i went the first time i went to europe they were like shocked that i was that's not actually kind pounds. of rude though yeah like what if you like walked up to someone while you're traveling africa and you're like i can't believe you're not poor yeah i can't believe you're not starving to death that's well, crazy like well that does happen like that's like, what, really the the analog would be if an african person traveled to the u.s and you were like wow you're not starving to death yeah 
Like, it actually is very rude. And it's, it shows that Americans are far more tolerant than the rest of the globe. It's the meme about, it's like, here's how America sees uh, Mexico. And it's like a desert and it's all orange. And like, here's actual Mexico City. And it's like, it's like wow, it's city. not orange it's, here. Yeah, that's and it's a big, and it's an actual city with actual people. Like, yeah, that's a, <laughs> we do what we do our own judging of other cultures, but we export. We don't import. We judge in a, at least a more subtle way than just coming up to someone yeah. and, and saying it out loud. Wow, Brett, you're not fat. <laughs> yeah. Devoured Eagle said, what? Only Brett and Mary as a first time super chatter, long time watcher. This is an extremely cursed episode. No, this is our Cursed. Se- this is the second time we've done a, a Brett and Mary only episode. What were we going to call it? The uh, I had a name for it. It was oh. like the hi- the hipster in the in the contrarian. Yes. Yeah, because really they're one and the same, yes. but just expressed differently. Exactly. <laughs> Johnny Depp, or no, Derp, said toxic feminism is a redundant term. <laughs> that is all. Clown uh, emoji. That is very, very true. My, yeah. my, well, uh, Olivia Wilde is just a little extra poisonous with it, just like MRAT. My, my YouTube has lately, like when I get Instagram shorts or whatever, uh, inst- uh, what do they call them? They're called shorts, right? Reels or, I'm, no, I'm sorry. Uh, YouTube, YouTube shorts. Yeah, uh, it's like all Andrew Tate. Really? <laughs> I don't know why. It's so it's like, weird. It's like getting like a bunch of Andrew Tate stuff. It's it's uh, him like just like embarrassing a bunch of women on like various podcasts or Fresh and Fit and stuff like that. And it's just it's and then like you get in those rabbit holes where like you're not even watching it, but it just keeps scrolling by and your and your brain you're just shuts doom off. scrolling yeah. Andrew Tate YouTube oh, that's, shorts. That's awful. That sounds like hell. Yep. Colt said, I was the cause for the, or, sorry, everyone. I was the cause for the total box office of Don't Worry, Darling. I thought it would have been a place to find lonely feminists to go on a date to Applebee's, but all the theaters were empty. <laughs> so the, uh, it's the, that. Uh, hey, ladies, want to get a cocktail at Applebee's? That meme, it's like, men, stop looking for, for women at the club. Go look for women at Target. They're already there. They're already there beating you out 10 to 1 and looking for things they don't need. Well, they're married to, like, Marines, and they're using their paycheck. No. Oh, what? That's depressing. That's, uh... <laughs> at Target. There, there, was a, there was a one that I saw the other day. It's like a woman is in the kitchen, and all of a sudden the Monday Night Football theme t- comes on. She goes... It's like when you get the signal that you're going to have three hours uh, to go to Target by yourself and not be interrupted. <laughs> it's the world we live in. See, but I love that because that's just normie behavior. I'm mm-hmm. I'm in a world full of like political divisiveness and stupidity. I kind of love the normies who are just here like, I still watch football. Let's and hear I still- more jokes about the old ball and chain. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that is, there's an, a great episode of Chuck where they're actually connected and they're like sitting here and he's like, and they're arguing and there's another guy in the room and he says, I'm trying to get us out of this and the old ball and chain isn't helping. She goes, are you calling me a ball and chain? He goes, and then the camera pans back and there's actually a ball and chain on the ground. He goes, do you see this at my feet? Ball and chain. It's an actual thing. Caper 2X said, PCC feds. Can we hope for a Dave Font perp walk before the end of the show or report wild as a domestic terrorist? Uh, Make mine marvel. Uh, we're not going to do that to Olivia Wilde. Uh, an Olivia Wilde DC film would be an act of domestic terrorism. At the very least, it's, it's a personal attack on me. You know, it would be... We'd have to see, but that's the thing. I hate, hate watching stuff. I don't want to go give her money. I like hate watching stuff. Actually, I don't know why. Well, maybe if we uh, maybe if we did our own Pirates of the Caribbean episode and, and sailed the high seas to watch it, but I don't want to. 
I don't want to give her the money. Yeah. DD Mega Doo 97 said, Excuse me, what's her name? Her <laughs> name is Olivia Cockburn. Cockburn! Say it. <laughs> Indian burn. Hobbit said, Someone send Olivia Jordan's new video on marriage. I don't know who, who is uh, Olivia Jordan. Is Olivia Jordan the same thing as Olivia? I Wilde? only know Olivia Cockburn. I yes, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't she, know Olivia Jordan Cockburn. Waffle Sensei said, "Agree with Mary. Henry doesn't have the same appeal as a Bond is supposed to. Yeah. Henry is too much of a jock. Bond needs to be refined and charismatic." Um, I Henry Cavill is also too like wholesome. One hundred poggers for. <laughs> A Bond role. I, I disagree with that. Uh, I watched a little bit of The Witcher. Like, you get over the wholesomeness pretty Thank quickly. You. Thank you guys so much. But I, I, and plus, if you saw him as a bad guy in, uh, in Mission Impossible, I think he could do it. But I do believe that he is too bulky and he doesn't have that kind of refined look to him. I don't want him to play that role. Put it this way I do think that uh, Bond should look more normal, and Henry Cavill's actually too built to mm. play that role. Yeah, he needs to be svelte. <laughs> the, exactly if you will but uh, I don't know who you who you get then definitely not Killian Murphy I will never I will never endorse that I Tom am excited Holland for Oppenheimer too. though yes I love that the story is like oops I made a bomb whoopsie I'm such a toxic bitch today I made a bomb <laughs> like oopsie I'm such <laughs> only a women in Oppenheimer are allowed to do that only women in uh, yeah like women are like I am become target destroyer <laughs> of bank accounts <laughs> Nathan Settlemeyer said, Stallone and Schwarzenegger aged out and it feels like there isn't a one-to-one -one replacement. Feel sad that their character type is missing. Yeah, there is no... like I Masculinity said, is missing. I, we watched Samaritan and I guarantee you we wouldn't have watched that movie if it didn't... Like, it, I mean... No, we would not have watched that movie. We wouldn't have heard of that movie without him. Superhero... Starring uh, in like, it. Like, I'm trying to think of... I'm trying to think of... Um, what, like, would I have watched it if Chris Pratt had been high? Or, I'm sorry, not Chris Pratt. Uh, Chris Pine, who seems to be the guy I keep seeing and stuff. I, I've watched more random Chris Pine movies lately than anything else. Between <laughs> uh, uh, All the Old Knives and The Contractor, I'm just seeing Chris Pine everywhere. I don't know why I mix up Matt Damon and Chris Pine in my head. <laughs> They're not the same. They're not the same person. Yeah. F off said, the more money I make in life, the less I need a relationship. Tatanomics is true. I don't know what that is. Tateonomics. Tateonomics. Oh, that, yeah. Andrew Tate. Wait, I thought that yesterday you were just super chatting about your girl. Could be. Elaborate. Maybe they broke up. Today. I'm interested in the dramatic twists and turns of your life. F Do, off. This this other account, the guy who says stay toxic, I I can't get into that because it's games. it's very clearly <laughs> like a, it's very clearly a joke. The stuff he's saying because it's so bad that it's like. But it's making fun of something real. Like he's. <laughs> He does this whole one, t like the other day, where he talks about, he's like, I always cheat on my girls so that they can understand that I always come back to them because I appreciate them. Stay <laughs> toxic. Like, it's it's so bad, but it's it's very clearly, like, he always wears the same sunglasses. And well, whenever, some... whenever my girlfriend dreams about me cheating on her, yeah. I go and cheat on her because I want to make her, her dreams, dreams come king. true. Yep. Stay toxic, King. <laughs> guy's awesome. We, man, we, I wonder if we get that guy in the show. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> Hobbit said, I'm fat and love guns. I feel called out. <laughs> well, no. See, the thing is, is that just means that you're well represented in American culture. That's real representation. That's real representation. Mm -hmm. And that's cooler than Hollywood representation anyways. 
Bobcat said, I just hope that hat means karaoke bars are safe from Ezra Miller now. We have locked him away. Don't you worry about that. For the, the people of Hawaii and Vermont are safe and sound. You don't have to worry about him breaking in and stealing from your liquor cabinet anymore. 26 years. Minimum sentence. <laughs> Same amount as his age. It should be yeah. whatever, whatever his age is. Center conservative mom 98 said, LL, no Daniel Craig. I'm done with Bond. Look, I love Casino Royale is a very, very good movie. I do think it's too long. I think the third act drags a bit. But visually, it's one of my favorite movies that I've ever seen. The the way it's shot, the the cinematography, the color palette of that movie. Skyfall, again, really, really good. I, I, did, I couldn't stop laughing when somebody pointed out that it's just James Bond Home Alone because they set up traps in the house in the third act. And it's they're like, it's just James Bond Home Alone. In uh, the other ones, I but I have a soft spot for the bad ones. I love Quantum of Solace, even though it objectively makes very little sense, and it shot not just bad, but actually like actively poorly. Uh, it was it was made during like the 2008 writer strike, so like there's like no rewrites on the script, and it's really really rough. And then the cinematography is like ultra shaky cam the whole movie, so it feels like the cinematography begets the actual bad dialogue in the movie it's like clunky clunky shooting clunky dialogue i love it it was great olga krilenko fantastic movie worst bad guy they've ever had dominic green he's just the most awful like like a horrible villain but in general a good movie if i start diving into all of the james bond films of which there are like how many it feels like a 50 yeah um should i start with recent or the very first I like mean Sean Connery stuff I love the last two bonds but that's just me like a lot of people would say to start from the beginning hmm. but I was also just telling you about this interview Daniel Craig did where he said like th there was a question that's like what can people learn about uh from their or in their daily lives from the example of James Bond or something like that nothing and he was like absolutely nothing what P patriotism <laughs> love of country the desire to protect the greater good nothing Bite me. God, Daniel Craig is such a loser. He's so <laughs> annoying. He's annoying, okay? He's a very annoying person. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. F off said, need and want are different. I want, don't need. It filters bad choices. Sup, fools. Um, thank you, thank guys. You. I, I Did we miss... Uh, what? The I think there's some... Uh, I just... I, I don't think we missed any sup any super chats in the middle there. There's one that says send uh, send Olivia Jordan Peterson's new marriage video. Oh, sorry, um, Hobbit. Yes, duh. We didn't realize that's what you meant. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Lost in translation there. I haven't been looking at Jordan Peterson's newer content on YouTube. Sorry, not hot. <laughs> I'll I'll check it out. Potatoes for Seamus said, Mary wearing her Clarice Starling outfit early for Halloween. LOL. You are definitely yeah. the Fed. Fed cast. Mm -hmm. uh, Lucius the Eternal said, Mary, have you reached out to Chrissy Mare to get on Simpcast? Ave Dominus Nox. Nox. Um, you should. I mean, I, uh, I don't really know what Simcast talks about do they just talk about like general like a lot of stuff we do in the like same, same like the pop same, culture yeah a lot of those channels are a lot of the same same stuff that we talk yeah. about there's uh i'll look into it i think i'm 
Brittany Venti is on there, right? Um, I think so. I, I think I'm, okay, I'm mutuals with her on Twitter, so maybe I'll like message her and ask her mm-hmm. what it's all about. F off said, where is homeboy Dane? Dane is uh, working well, He's not a today. regular on Thursday. Yep. You should be asking where Shane's at. Yes. Shane is. Uh, will hopefully be he's back. He's dealing with a family emergency yep. right now, so pray for him. So he says. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't start more guest beef oh. than we did yesterday. It's getting out of hand. No guest beef. All right, guys. I've got a fantastic topic for you guys today. This is, this is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> it's not exactly yeah. fantastic. It's kind of infuriating. Actually. No, it's it's awesome. This is uh, this is everything that we don't need in the world. Ready? <laughs> okay. So it says Universal Pictures boss says I would love to see us do a female Fast and the Furious spinoff. <laughs> oh, would you? Um, From the same studio that brought you box office smash hit rom com bros. bros. From the same yeah, but the same studio that understands that people go to the Fast and the Furious movies to see uh, cars. Girls shaking butts and Vin Diesel grumbling the word family 500,000 times in a movie and endless, and I do mean endless, gear shifting. Like, I, I don't it. think Donna Langley is uh, super connected to the fan base of Fast and Furious. What? This is no, this is She's what they need to do. She's removed from it. This is what they need to do. They need to take the same women, give them the same character names, put it under the same franchise, and make it a whole what movie about how women can't drive. <laughs> that would be actually just, hilarious. They, they just back up, oops, and they just bump into a bunch of cars, and they do all the gear shifting, and then they just don't move just because like, they didn't it, put it in drive. Instead of fast and furious, it will be called slow and confused. Yes. Uh, it, That's just, my life. It, it will be, uh, and then they can have- That would they, be a true representation. And it's, oh my God, and it's I universal. I want to see myself on screen. And it's universal, so they can have a crossover with, with uh, Nicolas Cage in the Gone in 60 Seconds movie from 2000. <laughs> Uh, that had Angelina, uh, Angelina Jolie with blonde, um, what do you call them, dreadlocks? Oh, my. Yes. Oh, oh my. yeah. Um, so I don't even want to imagine that. That movie would... I think that this idea is actually kind of insulting because it's like, look at this this beaten dead horse deflated franchise that has been going longer than anyone asked for it to go. This amazing, lost- awesome, completely completely fun it has, oriented okay, franchise it's fun oriented but you cannot deny that it has lost its magic no in a lot of ways. i have to i don't and have a to lot of that. people like the popular sentiment is that after the third movie it lost its charm for for most that's bs this movie did this movie didn't start making box office bank until five and up uh, so that is that is not true so i mean it's it's, it's Yes, it's a moneymaker for sure. It says, but it's kind of insulting because it's like, here, women, take this thing that's for men. Yeah. And then yeah. it, when you inevitably disappoint the fan base, we're going to blame gonna it on you. the fan base and they're going to hate you. And what this movie has done very smartly, this what this franchise has done very smartly, is not mm-hmm. insult the fan base and just make movies that people want. Weren't we covering some uh, drama on the Fast and Furious set with Vin Diesel and... Um, Justin Lin. Yeah, Justin uh, Lin. He, well, he's not directing the 10th one anymore. They, yeah, they, that was hilarious. So well, there's also... I mean, there was also... There's always egos in those movies. Like, Vin Diesel had beef with The Rock. Uh, I, it always felt to me I like, love that. Like, who can have beef with The Rock? Like, I, it always felt to me like Paul Walker was the one that held it all together. Hmm. Like, and then when he passed away, that they're kind of... Uh, fell apart in, okay. that, in that respect in in uh in tyrese gibson is always kind of been like they're like tyrese is that crazy uncle that shouldn't have social media but does <laughs> so it says uh this is from this uh 
This producer says, I would love to see a female fast, Langley said. So would Vin Diesel. He, <laughs> he'd have so many great and amazing female characters in our franchise. And now that there's this new edition of Brie Larson. The... I'm going to repeat that. Now that we've okay. got this new edition of Brie Larson. Crickets. To add to the incredible roster. I would love to see us do a female fast. This Donna Langley doesn't sound like a Fast and Furious yes. fan. Anytime to me. these people do something right, it's on freaking accident. There's no way anyone entertains this idea that has any clue about what actually makes this franchise work. None whatsoever. I wanna. Uh, I went and looked at the original interview this came from, and I found her comment on the box office failure of Bros. And I just want to read it to give you some context for Donna Langley um, and the fact that she's in denial of what actually makes money. She said, uh, I'm going to start. The question was, the disappointing box office for bros, do you feel homophobia had anything to do with it? As Billy Eichner said. She said, I'm going to start by saying that we are extraordinarily proud of this film. (laughs) And if we had to do it over, we would make the same decision to make the film. We would make the same decision to release it wide. We would do many things the same over again. I think given the quality of the film, the playability of it, the critics' response, I have no doubt that in the post-theatrical world, the film is going to find its audience. It should have always been a post. It should have never been a theatrical release. Right. But the, the, she yeah, said uh, that those numbers that we saw in the opening weekend box office where people didn't show up we somehow missed the mark in terms of enticing people to see the movie in theaters i don't know exactly why but what i do know about films that are identity statement films that are for specific audiences you have to do a really good job of inviting the audience in and making them feel that there's enough universality and relatability they it's it's weird because she was able to verbalize what they need to do but they never do it she verbalized exactly what they needed to change about it, yeah. but then also in the same breath said that they shouldn't have changed yeah. anything about it and they do the same things the same way all over again. It, it, because it's, it's really not about money for them. It's, it is about exactly what she said, identity statement films. Yeah. Fast and Furious Broads Edition would be an identity statement film. It'd be awesome if they called it like just Broad's edition. It also isn't attractive to a female audience because female audiences don't give a crap about Fast and Furious. And also, men don't care about the Broad's edition of Fast and Furious unless they well, make it hot babes and I don't know if that's what they're planning on doing. Instead of like hot girls dancing around cars, it's going to be just uh, buff dudes well, dancing around Well, it's going to be cards. like Brie Larson and then like mm, Lizzo cameo. <laughs> uh, uh, who else are they going to bring So it in? says rumors <laughs> circulated for a few years now that the Fast and Furious franchise getting a spinoff spotlighting its female ensemble. Does anybody remember the, the girl boss scene in uh, Avengers? No. Uh, what do you mean by that? The, the girl boss scene where all the women come together in the most unrealistic way ever to, to take on Thanos. It, in it, a way that women never come together it, it, yeah. in like, real life like behind the, a common the, cause. The real, the real movie would just be them like backstabbing each other and sending mean messages about one another to their friends and then asking their husbands how to drive a stick shift. <laughs> Whoa. 
Just kidding. It's a joke. You're, you're really going all out today. <laughs> the girls need a spinoff, says series mainstay Ludicrous. See, they've made their money now. They don't care if they burn it all to the ground now. None of these people are... Di- I are- mean, burning it all to the ground would really be fitting for the end to the Fast and Furious franchise, wouldn't it? Yes. They have to go out with a bang. Would be uh, right? incredible. Uh, so Brewster, who's been with the Fast and the Furious franchise since the original installment, added in the same interview, that would be awesome. I've heard those rumors. I think that would be incredible. Think about all the people we could bring back, right? We could bring back Ava Mendez, who would be incredible to work with. Well, you should bring back Ava Mendez. She's too busy. She with Ryan Gosling? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh there's, but, but here's the thing. When, men, when they make movies about all-male casts or what are perceived as all-male casts, it works because it's not about the fact that they're men. The, the fact that they're men is because they're doing things that yeah. men naturally do, like drive cars. And that's not to say that there can't be female-led action movies or female ensembles starring in action movies. Charlie's why, Angels yes, worked exactly. in the 2000s. Until they ruined it. Yeah. Um, but it can't be in an existing franchise that, uh, at least by my standards has existed far too long, but it's, it's designed for a male, a predominantly male audience. Yeah. They're supposed to be a a money-making machine franchise you can't make that into an identity statement. Nope. And whether they like it, the thing is, though, is when this idea gets pitched, right, they're not thinking of it that way. They're thinking about all the cool ideas that they could implement if they did it this way. They just don't realize it will never be marketed that way. Even if you made a, if you miraculously found a way to make a Fast and the Furious movie with all women, first of all, it'd be weird because people are like, where the hell are the men? Yeah. Do you think that the new Fast and Furious film is going to that featuring all women in the cast is going to fit the Bechdel test? Uh, like the, you need men in the film to even make it past the Bechdel test. If it's all women in the film, then explain to these people doesn't require uh, if, uh, any uh, effort. Explain to to people if they're yeah. watching in the video what the Bechdel test is. Some people might not know. The Bechdel test um, is created to rate films in how they humanize female characters. So mm-hmm. they have to have more than one female character talking alone with each other about something other than a man or mm-hmm. men uh, for a minimum of what, like was the amount of minutes five minutes or something like five like minutes. I do, I do know that the feminist who came Funnily up with that enough, idea admitted that that was a joke. I think I um, too seriously. the Fast and Furious movie where they went to space, which one was that? Nine. Nine? Uh, that actually passed the Bechdel test. I didn't know that, well, but I just all, looked into it earlier. They all would. So I, it's like, I, I don't see how this this film franchise was lacking in like female representation or strong female characters or what have you when it passes even the most absurd joke level tests to to rate it Surge, on that on those uh, grounds surgeon uh, surge x in the chat says blinker fl- blinker fluid malfunction <laughs> let's go it's just them getting going it's, to get the it's oil them change. getting like 600 dollars oil, oil changes, changes. <laughs> and like, then calling uh, their husbands and being like are you sure it's supposed to cost that much i already left it's, it's <laughs> incredible that's that's what they can do it'll be, it'll be, like it's just it's it's so beyond parody and it, it's, uh, are it's, you sure that the bechdel test was a joke 
Yes, the, the I I uh, thought that it actually came out of an academic institution. The lady who who came up with it later admitted that it was a, I could be misremembering that, but I thought the mm. lady who came up with it later admitted that she said that it was like a it was a joke that became serious. Okay. So, seems like a bit of a cope or like a cop out from yep. what you said. So, so, like I imagine that the cast think this would be really really good, but the cast is full of rich people that aren't connected to the world that we live in now and don't know how to connect to the actual viewers. They take for granted just to I I'm guessing that Jordana Brewster or Michelle Rodriguez, Charlize Theron who doesn't want to go see Helen Mirren in a car movie? My god. None of these people are looking at the demographic breakdowns of who goes to see these movies. No. And they're going to and then they they got their and they've got their built-in excuse that when men don't go see the movie that wasn't for you. Uh mm. that they're that they're misogynist. That's it almost makes me want them to go through with this pitch just so we can see it crash and burn, no pun intended. It'd be such a fall from grace. I I would love to see the Fast and Furious franchise like kill itself in real time with this. Yeah. And just prove that, you know, you'll you, you got to put your money where your mouth is. But there's something like, so disingenuous about making it in all, like just the idea of making it in all women's. Nobody's asking for mean guys. <laughs> right. No. By the way, a movie so honest as Mean Girls about the like social dynamics of, of especially like young women. Um, that's so anti-girl power and yeah. like the traditional women are actually like evil. toxic positivity that we get today. Yeah. It would just never be made again today. Women are actually 2004 sociopaths. was such a good um, year for yeah. chick flicks, by the way. Like no one is asking for mean guys. No one is asking for clueless with men. Mm-hmm. No one is asking for Juno. Uh, <laughs> well, you could actually, make Juno. They could do that now with a male protagonist yes. now we're gonna we're gonna skate right past that one yep <laughs> there, <there's, laughs> like nobody no guys are asking to invade women's space for movies right men are just annoyed that women keep this cut are you watching a marvel movie can i come in can i watch the marvel movie with you why is that character like that why aren't there more women here why why are they always fighting crime shouldn't they be in a, a drinking milkshakes and eating food together and gossiping that's what people do yeah, like, it's also just lame when you have to awkwardly insert a younger female character who is less relevant than their way more famous male counterpart in a Marvel film. I forgot. They were going to make... Uh, it pits them against each other. They were going to make a fight club, a, a girl's version of Fight Club. What? Uh, I don't remember if it was Dove Cameron. What is it? Where they verbally abuse each other? Uh, I don't remember who the heck was it going to be that was in that movie. But yeah, there was going to be a girls only version of Fight Club because That's nothing is sacred. Girl. Yeah, because nothing is sacred. Uh, and That's so weird. That's such a weird idea anyway. What's another movie that you loved growing up? Like a, a, a girl movie? Uh... Uh, Clueless is definitely up there. Pure 13 stuff. going on 30. There you go. Freaky Friday. With Freaky gu- Friday freak, for sure. Freaky Friday with guys. Yeah. No. No one wants that because dudes don't want to. They're like, they don't want pretty in pink for guys. They're, they're, yeah. They're like, you want to be over here in your space? <laughs> Fine. Go over there in your space. Girls don't want to be. Well, people would argue like there aren't men trying to invade women's spaces because women's spaces are marginalized. They are. It's their bathrooms. Yes, definitely. <laughs> it's their bathrooms and their sports teams. The the only women's spaces that, that men are encroaching upon are not in Hollywood. They're in gym real, bathrooms. In, in the real life. <laughs> uh, 
Aside from that, I'm no. I'm trying to some more movies. Like I'm trying to think of more movies that would have been more mm. female oriented. Chat, uh, help me out with it. Uh, somebody in the chat, uh, some probably has some better examples. I mean, no one is talking about starting a Disney Prince franchise. Oh my god! When are we going to get that? When are we going to get uh, the Disney Prince franchises? Because that would actually uh, make a lot of money. Uh, would it though? Short bus. Are people interested in that? Short bus bully says, "Didn't they do Freaky Friday with dudes? Did they? I did they." Don't think so. I only know there was the original and then Lindsay Lohan and yeah. um, what was her name? It was the, I mean, Jamie, Lee Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan remake. And then there was another remake that was also a girl. The Craft, awesome all-girl cast uh, with uh, a movie with uh, Buffy. Nobody wants a guy, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. True. I don't want a guy. I don't want to buff the Vampire Slayer movie. Buffy, yeah. leave it alone. <laughs> leave it alone. Don't touch it. Uh, so I love how in like female oriented uh, <laughs> shows and movies, by the way, the male characters are literally just accessories to the story. Like they are not people, and it's it's awesome. <laughs> and the same thing can be said for for male oriented films and shows that for are for men to watch. The women don't have to be the sole focus. Yeah. Like, that should be fine, right? Well, the thing, like, nobody, like, it's almost like every, when people say inclusive, they, that means, like, literally everything is, like, sometimes you're just telling a story. You have a story, constraint of time, uh, right? Uh, yeah, like, everybody has their own story. Yeah. And, oh, no, you didn't include more of this group. You didn't include more women. You didn't include more of this. That's not the story I'm telling here. Go tell your own story or give me ideas and maybe the next story I tell will involve that. See, now we're going to get Clueless for Men. It's going to be hilarious because it's going to be just like Clueless. Is it going to be from like Josh's perspective or something? No, it'll just, they'll just change it to guys. and uh, That would be terrible. It would be uh, Cher would be just a guy. Didn't they make a TV show about Clueless? Yes, they Where did. they recasted Cher, but yeah. not... Yeah, Dion was still Dion. in it. Well, that's because uh, What's-Her-Name is super based, so she was probably only getting TV work by that right. time. What's her name? Stacey uh, Dash. Stacey Dash. We need her based. on the show. That would be fun. Oh, my God. Stacey Dash. I'm, I'm totally... Culture crisis. Manifesting. It's going to happen. I'm going to shoot my shot after this. I'm going I'm to send it, her message on Instagram <laughs> and be like, ah! host a podcast I want hey. to come on and, like, we can talk about Donald Trump I'll DM Trump. her too and then she'll be like who are these people we can talk about Donald Trump if you want like, <laughs> you can talk uh, about anything dude, she's so she's so uh, she got so like red pilled she voted for Romney like, she, <laughs> guys she, when, he, when Brett says that he doesn't mean that, that he's pro Romney no just what I'm saying like, is that she went so far the other way that she went <laughs> she went from voting for Obama to voting for Romney which means she probably would have been fine with Mike Pence <laughs> Ugh. Uh, oh, somebody says uh, Fight Club would be Slap Club. <laughs> I'll scratch your eyes out. <laughs> like, like n nobody wants Rocky with women. Like, nobody wants a female boxing movie. No. I mean, think about why the Karate Kid movie that starred Hillary Swank was such a flop. The no one wanted to see that. Oh, the yeah, because uh, you don't even remember what, yeah, what that like, it what? existed exactly, it was, Brett. It was like my that just, just shows that like that didn't register in anyone's consciousness because it was lame. Girl, girl, Rambo, Wambo, so dumb. Girl, Rambo movie. She's like trying to pick up the gun. It's like it's heavy. <laughs> Would nails. there be like a Twilight film, but with? A male protagonist could be could do that. Actually, you know what? That's what um, 
Stephanie Meyer's newest book in the franchise was about. It was like writing the first novel, but from Edward's perspective. And he's literally just like a Sigma male with with autism, counting the number of leaves on every tree. It's actually like kind of funny. I, I've been meaning to pick that up and read some of it. <gasps> uh, uh, also, I want to point out, like, they're, they're never going to change it. Like, the women are always going to be the scream queens. There's never going to be scream kings of some guy who gets... Scream kings? kings. Like, ew, 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 You're never going to get, like, a guy who ends up being, like, the lead... Uh, the guy who survives all the horror movies. Uh, I've been meaning to rewatch uh, Scream Queens. I never saw the show. I just said Scream Queens is in, like... That's what they call women who are in the horror movie genre. Oh, okay. It was a good show, though. But I didn't, I didn't watch that Had, one. um... Emma Roberts in it. All right, let's go to Super Chats. Matt said, we are character limited. Got to get over punctuation issues and focus on context. $2 is $50. $5 is $150. $10 is $200, etc. Every comma can bump you into a new tax bracket. Well, True. however character limited you are, you're not as character limited as I am because I spelled like 5,000 words wrong in the last few <laughs> Guys, I've Brett been- was absolutely losing his mind earlier today. I think he was about to get violent with me. I was actually scared. Hey. <laughs> he was like, stop laughing. Uh, I, I had two two thumbnails that I screwed up in two days and then like... Ha- I, he fact- had to shame himself for it on his own Instagram, Instagram. story. I'm going to maintain that uh, that um, ha- Havery Weinstein is just Harvey Weinstein's cousin from Montauk. Havery Steinwein is his, <laughs> his anonymous pen name for his tell-all memoir. Yes. I would love to read a tell-all memoir by Harvey Weinstein, by the way. I don't care if it's ghost-written. Caber2x said, Lydia had been to Simcast Mary a bit raunchy. Yeah, I would expect they talk about more like dating cultures type of stuff and like you could offer internet uh, culture not as much um the things we talk about and they get a little more um politically incorrect i guess i I mean i feel like you could have a useful like a, a very interesting perspective to to offer there i think that would be very cool yeah, I'll look into it. Oh, he- hell no. We're talking about men invading women's spaces. I'll just go on Simpcast. Yeah. Do they invite men on? I have no idea. I don't know how they do things. Matt said, should be ha- Amber Heard in Fast and Furious. Remember, drive angry. <laughs> uh, baby driver with... Uh, uh, yeah, like, maybe that's Amber Heard. been Hurd a while just... since I've seen Ansel Elgort. Well, yeah, well, he was in... Ansel Yogurt. Ansel Yogurt. He was in uh, a very good... Well, okay, very... It's, it's, you'll probably think it's really boring. There's a, a show called Tokyo Vice, which is based on a book about... I, it. I, and, yeah, yeah, I've heard that a lot of people thought it was boring. Though. It was very... I liked it, but it was boring. <laughs> Did you re- review that on... No, I, I wanted to, but... no. I just remember, like, listening to one of the very, very early episodes where you were talking about Tokyo Vice. Yeah, that um, we... Uh, it was one of those things where I had to, like... I definitely took a couple tries to get through because, like, it just <laughs> drags. But... I can't give things so many chances like that. I'm not going to watch the next episode of The Peripheral. But I was just very reason. happy because it was very, like, not... Because it wasn't taking place in America. Like, you don't get a lot of the American politi- like uh, cultural politics. And even if it and has there is, the like, politics of their culture... They're very racist against him. <laughs> yeah, like, if it has uh, themes that would... Thank you! Themes that would be, like, way too heavy-handed in their culture. We wouldn't even have the context to realize it. Yeah. So you can be blissfully ignorant. Well, they're they're very, very, like, judgmental of him as an American. As a, <laughs> you know, like, you know, as they would be. Yeah. 
Marv Mann said, get people from world-class bullshitters. Yep. Can't say the real word. They cover Star Wars a lot and cover merchandise. Merch is one of those ones that I would, I feel like, uh, I liked merch when they were talking about. Um, they talk about Funko Pops? Well, no, they would, uh, like, uh, there was a, in the glory early days of, like, anti-SJW YouTube, and they're like, look at all the crappy Star Wars toys that no one's buying. Nobody likes Rose Tico. And and that's that was a thing. Oh. But uh, uh, world-class Well, now they're making bank off of, yeah. off of Grogu. Well, world-class bullshitters and Midnight's Edge do unbelievably well-researched videos into all these topics that my brain is just too non-linear. To, I would never be able to make videos like that. <laughs> I just I just talk in, in circles. You're neuroatypical. That's I'm, what they say now. That's the politically correct term that, for it. Oh, I'm, neuro, I'm neurodivergent. <laughs> Sorry. Center Conservative Mom 98 said, Girl Boss Fight Club could be about the women they get the soap fat from or the women who buy the soap or Jared Leto's cult since he was in the movie. <laughs> that, uh, I would love to see a movie about Jared Leto's cult. Let's go. That's not Midsummer, just redone. St. Miles said female Hannibal Lecter. Wait, it's called The View. Ugh. Ha ha. <laughs> that is, uh, you know what? Female Hannibal Lecter would be very, very, you'd have to find, that would be a very hard one to cast. Like That would literally, that's not, that's not possible. Women don't do things like that. Yeah, women, uh, uh, female serial killers uh, are mission oriented. They poison people. Yeah, and, and male serial killers, like, like what is it? Like, uh, only male serial killers do so out of uh, uh, for sexual gratification. Something about a female stalker would be interesting because yep. I know that females um, are more likely to like stalk people than be like serial murderers. Oh yeah, it's more like, believable. Like it's just like she just keeps showing up because like, it's a psychological game. I think that would be. There was a guy who remade the all of um, What About Bob with like dramatic and scary music, and it's so terrifying because <laughs> he's it's like the character is so much scarier when you when you hear different music. He just keeps showing up, and you just can't get away from him. You know, Seinfeld or Friends is scary if you take out the laugh track. Yeah. Dragon Stallion 1001 said, is the male remake of Coyote <laughs> Ugly Magic yes, Mike? Yes, let's go. Coyote Ugly they're, isn't about a stripper. No, no, but they're women that dance on bars. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, it's like, and her dad is so judgmental because she works at a bar. It's really it's funny. funny. Like, I mean, granted, they're like getting like wet t-shirts and stuff in it, but it's like the dad's like, I can't believe you would work at a bar that would objectify women that way. And it's John Goodman. Uh, who admitted that he just did the movie for a paycheck. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yes. Yeah, now I want to watch Coyote Ugly again. They're making Magic Mike 3. That's in production right now. Oh. Dragon's Talent 1001 said, Havery Steinwine says there is an opening on his casting couch for you, Brett. His couching cast. Um, Are you excited? Yes, I am. Well, maybe uh, maybe instead of that, he could sign me up for like a... It's going to make you a star. A... a a class to like a like an English 101 class that I could take so I could spell things properly. <laughs> the other one was I, I put Henry Cavill, Cavill confirms is Superman. <laughs> like the problem is, is like you want to copy, you want to edit your stuff down to be less words, to be more punchy. And then I just, I edited too many words out. And I just blame Mary. Mary should be here double checking. I should be I'm watching you. I am the neurodivergent one yeah. here who can't. Uh, Usually you are own. under my supervision. I don't know how I missed Havry. 
Rhaegar, he who says anime is clearly satanic, not not a super chat, says Stacy Dash was so based, even Fox News bander. <laughs> really? <laughs> Let's go. Well, she did that one where she did like a sarcastic uh, award show thing where she talked with Chris Rock about oh. how. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Amoeba Artstorm said, girl movie H2O would be adorable gender swapped. I loved H2O. I don't think they could gender swap that either. I, I also loved. Um, what is H2O? Wait, I thought that started as a TV show, but it's basically about like teenage girls who turn into mermaids if they get a drop of water on them. What about Halloween H2O? Aquamarine had JoJo in it. Um, the disgraced JoJo, not JoJo Siwa. Oh, no. did you hear her COVID version of, of Leave Get Out? It wasn't the COVID version. It came out in 2018. No, and I was just listening to it last night, actually. No, she did one about. She did like a COVID version. Why would you remake it again? Or the other? No, what's the other? What's the? It? What was her other one? Leave Get Out and uh, it, it, little, too little Too Late. Too, too Little Too, little too late. late. One of them. She remade both of them in 2018 because she she couldn't get the original versions on Spotify. But now both are on Spotify. Yeah, but once she did in 2020, she did a song that was like about putting your mask on or something. What? I'm not. You I'll, know she she did a a newer song that was called like. Joanna yeah. And I actually thought that that was good She's still a great singer Um. Well don't play it We're gonna get copywritten I'm just looking to see if I'm, I'm imagining stuff It's called Chill Stay In I hate that Isn't that awful? Well which means we can play it It's it's that awful Let's, let's play it Are you sure we won't get copywritten though? Well it's not even the real song Okay <laughs> I hate this already. This is the worst COVID propaganda. Out of all the COVID propaganda, this might be the worst. <laughs> no, no. You no, turn this off right now. I can't take okay, any more. I cannot. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, that was painful. Oh, that was bad. I hate that. Oh, they, I didn't even switch the camera. So they Do it for humanity. It. Yep. She really is uh, ruining the song. Here's the, for me. That's what it looked like on the in the video, guys. Uh, I want them to see at least a little bit of it. Incredible. That's absolutely incredible. Awful. Thanks. Thanks for ruining my day. This is over. Ew. Told you that was a real thing. Ew, ew, ew. <laughs> Bad app said, I recommend the surreal life reboot with Dennis Rodman, Stormy Daniels. <laughs> it's been a while since I heard that name. And Frankie Muniz and the dude from the entanglement. Isn't that I, I I read an article just recently that says that Frankie Muniz said he saw all too much of Dennis Rodman's penis on the set of the surreal oh, life. And they were like, well, it's a, it's like John Barrowman. He's like, John Barrowman gets in trouble on set. He's like, I was showing my penis to people on set. <laughs> I was just trying to lighten the mood. <laughs> um, you know, as a, as a guy was wont to do, well, he's, you know, in a, in a room full of a bunch of mixed company. 
uh, why not just flash your, your junk to a bunch of men and women? Speaking of which, bad app, I am not going to read that. Not, uh, also, we, I mean, they could already do that because we have the, the mayor of Lightfoot could, could play that character. Who? Uh, Lori Lightfoot. They call her Beetlejuice. Oh, a gender-swapped Beetlejuice yes. Lori, played by Lori Lightfoot. Lori Lightfoot. I'd, Please no. <laughs> you were just coming up with all the worst ideas today. All right, guys, we got Podluck. We got. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about this Zoe Saldana article that just because I just, it was so freaking stupid. Okay, just, look, the headline says she had a bad experience on the set of Pirates of the Caribbean when she was a younger actress, and I these days the way the media climate is. When you see a headline that says, I had a bad experience on set, you immediately think sexual misconduct. Well, really, <laughs> Zoe Saldana was just getting sensory overload from all she's, the big, loud noises. I, she's literally a child. I'm going to read this. She says, it was my <laughs> first exposure to a major Hollywood mega movie <laughs> where there were so many actors and so many producers, so many crew members, Saldana said, we were shooting in different locations and the environments were not all, were not that agreeable sometimes to our shoot days. I was very young and it was a little too big for me and the pace, it was just a little too fast. She was 22. You're a legal adult. You literally, I, I watched you do the math because she was born in 1978. And this, like, so, so you would uh, assume that this was filmed. And this happened in what, 2003? In 2000, this probably happened in about 2002. So she was in her mid, she was in her early 20s. It was too big and scary because I'm a legal adult. Like, and what I hate about the rest of this article is that she actually expected an apology. So she continued... I walked away not having a really good experience from it overall. I felt like I was lost in the trenches of it a great deal, and I didn't feel like that was okay. Because it was a little too big for me. Like, so, somehow they failed you? Yes. Like, that that wasn't okay? Like, like what are you talking about that it wasn't vague. okay? Like, maybe something else happened because it's too freaking vague, dude. Right. Like, like she she's didn't leaving some important detail out, or she is just the most annoying person alive. So she said, years later, I was able to meet with Jerry Bruckheimer, the producer, who apologized that I had that experience because he really wants everyone to have a good experience on his projects. That really moved me. The fact that he remembered that I had mentioned that during press, I guess, or an engagement I had done years before, and that he felt compelled to bring it up and to take accountability. I'm going to read accountability uh, because uh, he somehow failed you, right? I'm going to. What did he do wrong? I am going to reread what he did wrong. We were shooting in different locations and the environments were not that agreeable. Sometimes to our shoot days, it was, I was very young and it was just a little too big for me. And the pace of it was a little too fast. He had to apologize for the, like, I'm literally picturing a, a, a two-year-old getting sensory wah, overload in wah. public and having it have a diaper changed. <laughs> a grown, this is literally someone like probably who is older than me on set. A grown ass woman, a 22 year old, like women just want to be treated like children <laughs> until they're 40. I mean, even after 40, she's I like, she, like <laughs> I, I just hate the presumption that he had to take accountability for something like he did something wrong like he was at fault what and that you do? deserved an apology what the hell is wrong with you and like are you sick in the head like like and then they wonder why people treat them like children these are such i mean people in hollywood are just so um socially maladjusted and like just anti-social 
unprofessional individuals. But, she, but she's not done. She says, it means so much to feel seen and heard as an artist or even just as a person. <laughs> seen and heard. Seen and heard. Well, I'm sure Jerry Bruckheimer is growing and learning and trying to repair for his past mistakes and look for restorative justice. Do you think she changes <laughs> her own car tires? Uh, <laughs> look at her face. Of course do you she think she Do you think she uh, cooks her own meals? No. I don't think she knows how to boil water. I keep saying this about Hollywood women. They don't know how to boil water. Yes. If you gave them some ramen, you were like, make this ramen. They'd, reminds- be, they'd start trying to boil water. And then they would be like, wait, how do I turn on the stove? It reminds me of that video where the, of the, or the thing of the journalist who's like, I, sh- I got PTSD from firing an AR-15. And then it cuts to the video of like the little eight-year-old girl shooting an AR-15 with her dad. And she's <laughs> laughing as she's shooting it. Like they're children. They are mentally children. They there were sh- so many big noises it was and so lights. It scary and the lights were there bright. There were so many people walking around. And I lost my lunch that my like, mommy packed for me. Look, I, Zoe Saldana, in the nicest way possible. No, uh, and not the nicest way possible. <laughs> investigate whether you could be diagnosed with some kind of sensory disorder. And because they- this is something that any actor deals with on a film set i went especially at the size of pirates of the caribbean i went to catering and they didn't cut the crust off of my sandwich and it was a big (laughs) problem no this is another thing the cutting the crust off the sandwich youtube just did this if you guys are looking at youtube on desktop right now you will see that they changed the layout of the entire website so that all of the corners of the video thumbnails are rounded i cannot to, like I'm I'm getting sensory overload right now Like I hate it so much Like we can't deal with the corners I The watch, hard edges on the video thumbnails I watched a video the Ugh. other day Of a, a lady who made her own Like it's some, some lady who had like a channel Where she makes like unique sandwiches and stuff like that She made herself like a <laughs> Like a an uncrustable Like a real uncrustable herself okay. And then at the end she cuts the crust off of it And says because like I just never liked having I'm like you were like a, a middle aged woman Who just spent a bunch of time making a video, <laughs> making the perfect like homemade uncrustable sandwich, and then you literally <laughs> cut the actual crust off of it. Like, you know, so, like <laughs> she. The cr- but if it's an uncrustable, no, no, then where's no, the she, crust? She, she puts it, but it's a it's a peanut butter and sandwich that she puts in an air fryer, right? Okay. And she makes it. It takes time to make. She she does it, and then she cuts the crust off. She's like, ah, I wouldn't want to eat the crust with it. <laughs> like. <laughs> A generation of freaking babies. They actually, YouTube actually changed the entire layout so that all of the buttons are round shapes as well. So like even the subscribe button, which you should tap, by the way, gently, um, is like a round oval. Like it's just disgusting. And they also changed the font on Twitter um, like a year ago to something that was so like... It's a, it's the vibe of like changing the w- color of walls in, in prison to yeah. pink because it reduces aggression. Yeah. You're trying to pacify me by making the thumbnails on YouTube rounded, and I can I know what you're doing, and I won't let this slide. Uh, I want to point out uh, Shannon Shannon Anon uh, in the comments says it's common with introverts with social anxiety. I don't like large crowds, but that's the way to deal with it. That don't push your uh, problem on everyone. That don't push your problem on everyone. I'm actually a fairly introverted person. Doing this show is like the most I can be social, or, or like it's not even social. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, but it's Talkative? part of but it's it's part of my job. 
Like, I understand that it's part of my job, and as much as being uh, on here and putting myself out there to you guys is uncomfortable for me, I understand that it's part of my job, and I love my job, and I accept that there's certain elements to it that are less uh, agreeable with me than others. It would be like me going to Tim and being like, you made me go on air and do a show and talk in front of people, and that's literally part of your job. Mm -hmm. Like, it's insane. You're an adult, dude. Deal with it. I, nobody owes me an apology for the taking a job. The money guns are so loud. The money guns are so loud. <laughs> and every time it goes off, I get a PTSD flashback of the last time they went off. It's just, <laughs> they're, they're, they're children. They're all children. They're they're mentally children. Yeah. All right. Uh, now that we've we've done with that, like we read that and we're just like, no way, dude. Now what? <laughs> Uh, so Black Panther 2, uh, Wakanda Forever, just had its world premiere. Mary's like, I thought it doesn't come it's out. It's not a no. world premiere if only certain people are allowed to Famous watch person it. premiere. I'm sure Zoe Saldana. Not even, no, it's not even famous people. By the way, we need to show this awful, this just god-awful TikTok that uh, someone working at Entertainment Weekly posted. Ready? Here we go. This is what it's like going to the Black Panther Wakanda Forever world premiere. After checking uh. in, I got to walk the carpet. <laughs> There were actually two carpets, the voice, one the for voice. the stars of the movie and one for us guests. There were plenty of photo ops, life-size Legos, costumes from the movie, and cosplayers. They actually rented out three theaters to fit everyone in the screening, but I saw it in the Dolby Theater on Hollywood Boulevard. When you get inside, they take your phone and lock it in a little bag. You get to keep it, but it's basically useless for the four hours that you're in the theater. Overall, I really liked the movie, though it was sadder than I expected. It's definitely weird knowing who lives and who dies before the rest of the world. This is what it's like going to the Black Panther Wakanda. Do you think the voice is on purpose? The voice has to be on purpose. Like, All of those gimmick. TikToks that have the format of like, this is what it's like to blah, blah, blah. They all talk like, with that cadence. And I think it's just to intentionally like piss people off so you get more likes. Serge says, turn it off. My ears are bleeding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Why do they talk like that? Like, here's a day in my life as a Twitter employee. They're like, first, they, I got a matcha green tea in the cafeteria, and then I went on my Peloton, and then I did a meeting, and is, then. Is there a Chad version? It was like, went to the Black Panther 2 premiere. Yeah. <laughs> they, they asked me to lock my phone up. I said, fuck that. <laughs> That'd be kind of funny. They're like, you and can't also, lock like, me up. How is he recording all of this if, if he got his phone taken away? That, Nothing's real. I don't understand. It's all fake. Well, no, that was out. Like most of that was filmed outside. Also, the there's nothing surprising about what I just saw. Here's what it's like to go to an exclusive movie premiere. I showed up to the venue. I gave them my phone. I watched the movie, and then I left. Yeah, we should do amazing. One, we should do one for here, where Mary's like, "This is what it's like to work for a day at Yes, I, I have been oh wanting to do this. I have been wanting to do this. I, I think that this will happen. Yes. Like, oh my I'm going to do it as obnoxiously as possible. I come in and I get a coffee from the refrigerator. I can't start my day with But I have coffee. to, like, exaggerate yes. everything. Like, yes. yes. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we need you to do that. Just holding your phone like this the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so uh, they point out here that Black Panther 2 Wakanda Forever, uh, that the anticipation has been hot, sky high after making $700 million at the domestic box office, $1.3 worldwide. They need to, they're like, we're not going to let Top Gun Maverick keep that spot forever. We're coming back for it with, uh, with Black Panther 2. Yeah. So uh, basically <clears throat> here they got people talking about what they feel about the movie, and I saw most of it was positive. 
two hours and 40 minutes, no thank you. The only negative uh, review I, or not review, but like first impression I saw on Twitter was from Matt Ramos of the Real Soups. He said, Wakanda Forever is definitely a step down from the first film. It has great qualities in Letitia's performance, Namor and the action, but there's a lot that just didn't sit right with me that I can't explain without getting into spoilers. I'll explain more once the film comes out. And then he ranked Wakanda Forever... Uh, number three on Marvel's Phase Four ranking, be- right below Spider-Man: No Way Home and Shang-Chi, which people found absurd because yeah. Shang-Chi was not a well-loved movie. No. Um, and then he put Thor: Love and Thunder right after after that. Uh-huh. Then Multiverse of Madness. Then Eternals. Uh, then Black Widow. My favorite here is like it says no spoilers. Wakanda Forever has so many uh, emotions. It was creepy and brutal in parts. There's nothing brutal in Marvel movies. They're all generic sci-fi induced uh, cringe fests when it comes to the violence. None of the violence feels real at yeah, all. Yeah, even so. in Black Adam, which was marketed like that's another yeah. superhero movie that was like marketed as like this super edgy, hardcore, brutal, violent movie, and then it was just. I mean, it was almost tame. I wonder if we're going to get superhero movies don't do well with that. No, (laughs) I wonder if we're going to get articles about like how remember because we were talking about how uh, somebody mentioned in the chat. Yeah. Uncomfortable chair says, let's not forget that Letitia was based on the vaccine. Yeah, I saw some snarky tweet that was like, uh, here it is. Letitia Wright is a religious nutjob anti-vaxxer. She also happens to be an incredibly talented actress in Wakanda Forever. Her performance is incredible. And then they were just like, wow. What a freaking snarky piece of shit. I, like, can you just compliment her on her performance without like, seriously? maligning her as a nut Kick job? rocks. Like, somebody take their phone away. I mean, my only hope when, when actors and actresses see responses like that is that it red pills them. Like, the, the people it in Hollywood. It doesn't. Because it's like... Doesn't being unfairly maligned kind of make you sympathize with other people who experience the same thing, and no, then it doesn't I, because they're still so that takes a certain socially amount of, isolated. So yeah, they, mm. they're too isolated, and that takes a certain level of uh, self-reflection yeah. that is very, very like let's be, let's face it, like a lot of self-reflection can be not just time-consuming because you have to actually look actively at yourself, uh, but you you can't do it while you're extremely like like if you're busy every day and you're making a movie, you're not. Uh, prone to be self-reflective at that time because you're so busy with what you're doing. You kind of need downtime mm-hmm. to be very self. At least I found that for me, uh, personal reflection has come through periods where I've had time to focus on that specifically and ask hard questions about myself, how I'm living, choices I'm making. And I don't fault anyone for not being able to just come to that realization at any point. But yeah, uh, you'd think that COVID had red-pilled a lot of people, but it really didn't. No. So, uh, and then we also have this one that says, uh, this was a tweet that you sent me that's yeah. uh, from J.A. George on Twitter says, you can't use side characters and yet to debut characters as examples of black representation in the MCU as if it solves the T'Challa problem. We need strong black male leads that aren't propped up by their white predecessors. Mm-hmm. This argument fails to address that. He's right. White. And, He's right. And a white predecessor also means when you race swap the that's character that yeah used to be white about. like yeah. that's that's not the same thing as actually doing the work of creating a a new 
character who is yeah. black. Like if that if representation is your goal, then you would be doing the work it takes. They should then, have rather than like race swapping Hawkman. Yeah. I I'm pretty I, I was pretty stri- strident that they should have recast him. I, I think that the movie could have done so. Uh, I would have loved to see them do that. I, I think that would have been a hard search to find. I really wish they would have brought recasting Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman. Uh, I mean, I would have liked them to bring back T'Challa, but it also would have Killmonger. it it would have also brought on so much outrage. Even it's like either way, you can't really win with a sequel after he he died because some people who loved you. Chadwick Boseman are going to say, "How dare you recast him? No one can be." Yeah. T'Challa after him I You thought, can't just replace him And expect it to be the same But then if they didn't recast him Out of respect Then they're also told that They're dishonoring his memory yeah. Because they're replacing him now With a, a new Black Panther And it's like You really can't win in that situation It's just an awkward position to be in I actually thought that the the backlash came Because people realized that it was going to be Shuri Which meant that they realized that it was going to be Letitia Wright And Letitia Wright went against the narrative So that they were were angry because it was Shuri That was going to take over that role Not necessarily that they didn't recast Well if they had picked a different female character To take on the Black Panther Mantle, who wasn't Letitia Wright. Yeah, I don't know. Would if that have caused as much backlash? My gut says probably not, but simply I could be because wrong. maybe like people were connected to the idea of a like a strong black male lead. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I, know. Um, there's definitely still a lot of snark floating around for Letitia Wright. Yeah. Well, also, it and, came and, at and a they time believe they were... that she stalled filming for yeah. for. The sequel, even though that's entirely like fake news, and it came out at a time when they were when they literally got named the MCU because of all the project projects that were you know Black Widow and uh, and then we get She Hulk and we get all yeah. these projects that very clearly go against where they had been headed before. So it is what it is. I do not have much interest in a two hour and forty minute movie, but alas, we shall two uh, hours and forty minutes. Two hours really? and forty. I'm I'm good at two hours. Like two hours is good enough for me at a movie theater. I do not need to be there for two hours. And I even minutes. thought um, Black Adam was too long, and that was not even. That was two hours and four minutes. Only. Yeah, that was two hours and four minutes. But it's just like this is gonna drag. I can feel it. I, I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> no, I mean Wakanda Forever. Oh yeah, it's gonna like by two hours we're gonna be like, uh. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. Guess what? I know how much you love this. We've got Kanye West. Look, news. guys. I know you hate when we. Harp on Kanye because he's been such a big deal in the news this month, but I'm going to try to rapid fire all of this. Go very fast. (laughs) Um, Here's a quote from Howard Stern talking about Kanye on Chris Cuomo's show. Kanye was on Chris Cuomo's show and you got to hear the mental illness self-defense thing that he's into, you know, like, oh, yeah, he's just mentally ill. Don't worry about it. If he's so mentally ill, why don't they appoint a conservator over his money like they did to poor Britney Spears? And then Ye re- replied to what Stern said with Lex Friedman saying, I'm antagonizing you, Howard Stern. I used to be a fan of you. Now you're just doing clickbait like everybody else. You're just a sad old man, Howard. I found no that hilarious. Detected. And I think that it's really unfair that people are now calling for Kanye to lose custody of his children. They're calling for him to be placed in an unfair, like be coerced into a conservatorship the same way Britney was. But it's considered okay because he stepped over certain bounds that Britney did not. Yeah. Like, I really think that this is, again, like, you'll pay lip service to mental health advocacy, except when it involves Kanye. Keep an eye on more people, like, calling for this conservatorship idea over Kanye, because I'm sure that 
like there are people in, in his life who would who would love that love that yeah. yeah um and i think that's maybe why he wanted to get out of his contracts because yep. he wants to be he wants to feel independent and even if it makes him less money have creative pursuits that only belong to him so he he uh he's back on instagram after yes. losing two billion dollars in one day two billion like that's impressive like uh, and it's it's cool that he is willing to like uh, r sacrifice a lot of profit for the sake of at least what he believes to be his integrity yep i don't know if he's um fully you know in his right mind right now says, as to adidas you can start to make new designs for footwear apparel and accessories immediately as to gap the non-compete expires on december 15th you own the yeezy name and all the trademarks associated with yeezy and then down here he writes to Ari Emanuel. he says i lost two billion dollars in one day and i'm still alive this is love <laughs> speech i still love you God still loves you. The money is not who I am. The people is who I am. I like that. He's uh, he's frighteningly sincere. Here's another update from Spotify's based CEO. No. Not uh, based. But it sounded that way in the original headline. But he yeah. refused to remove Kanye's music from the platform after calls to censor his music um, following his proclamation of, of going DEFCON 3. DEFCON. Uh, Daniel Eck, CEO of Spotify, said... That Kanye West made some just awful comments, but he noted that Spotify would not remove the rapper's music from the platform. He went on to say that uh, because West's statements were not made on the platform in his songs or podcasts, that they can't really adjudicate on that. Which, most which is companies, totally fair. <laughs> and most companies don't take that approach. Uh, Patreon is all too happy to... Off, yeah, judging and censoring based off of off-platform behavior is a very scary precedent to set, and I'm glad that Spotify isn't doing that. And we're long past that in other platforms. He we said, long past that. it's really just his music, and his music doesn't violate our policy. It's up to his label if they want to take action or not. Yep. So there's that update. He's not going to have his music banned, at least, um, even though there's a long and growing list of brands that are severing ties have, with him. I have that here. First of all, also, he shut down Donda, they shut down Donda Academy. Yes, uh, there has been a temporary seeming shutdown for Donda Academy throughout the next school year. The president, uh, or not president, uh, the school's principal, Jason Angel, uh, sent an email to the parents recently saying, Dear Donda Academy families, we hope this email finds you well. First, we'd like to express our gratitude for the community of families and scholars that Donda Academy brought together. However, at the discretion of our founder, Donda Academy will close for the remainder of the 2022-23 school year, effective immediately Thursday, October 27th. There is no school tomorrow. Our, uh, all the kids are happy. Our leadership team will be working diligently to assist all families during this transition, ensuring that every scholar has what they need to succeed in their next community in a prompt and gracious manner. We intend to begin afresh in September of 2023, and we are confident that our scholars will continue to advance as the creative innovators, courageous influencers, and academic leaders of the next generation. Thank you for your supports. So this is a temporary shutdown that Kanye himself decided on. I don't know why, yeah. um, but it's probably because it's just so chaotic that he can't have the level of influence that he wants to over the project. And like the people involved don't even have the expertise they need here's to all keep the, it up and running. And here's all the brands that have since cut ties. Balenciaga, MRC, which is uh, an entertainment division. They did the documentary. Mm -hmm. uh, a a CAA, his talent agency. Adidas, Jalen Brown and Aaron Donald. Uh, yeah. Foot Locker, The Real Real, TJ Maxx, 
Uh, and then uh, is that Madame, what? How do you pronounce that one? Madame, uh, Madame. Toussaint. Uh, that's the one who had the sculpture of him. Yeah. The, the wax the, sculpture. The wax. They removed from public. Museum. Also, he posted <laughs> the funny thing where it says, yay cuts ties with, uh, with, with Kanye West. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just so sad. Like, like it's, I don't even know uh, what to say about it other than it's in like it feels like every time a new brand cuts ties and a new thing yeah. happens I'm like really and here's the he latest just said update. some awful stuff really all yeah. this bad here's the the last update that I'm going to inform y'all of he recently walked into the Skechers corporate office their headquarters and was unauthorized filming in there i don't know what for maybe a self-funded documentary and because mrc dropped him um and they escorted him out of the building here's a statement from sketchers about the incident uh sketchers is not considering and has no intention of working with west we condemn his recent divisive remarks and do not tolerate anti-semitism or any other form of hate speech um and they also said that uh, because they're a, a Jewish-led corporation, that maybe Kanye did his research and, uh, you know, broke and entered for that very reason. I think that's highly presumptuous. Yeah. Um, I don't think Kanye is a hateful person. He's already openly apologized for the statements he made on Lex Friedman's podcast, saying that he would never intend to say something hateful. He... Um, I mean, a lot of people said he was playing 40 chess, trying to push the limits to the point where he could get out of the Adidas contract. Um, I think whether or not that's a good reason I mean, is irrelevant like, at this point. It feels like there has to be a better way than something that literally gets you fired from all your businesses. I know, but maybe complete freedom from restrictions and expectations is what he was looking for in doing that so those are some updates on kanye just wanted to fly by and fly by. comment on it um but like mainly what i think is his energy would be a lot better spent focusing on family matters right yeah. now because people are calling for him to be put under a conservatorship so that he can't have ownership over his own money so that he can't have custody of his children they're claiming he is incompetent but any legal expert would say being erratic is not a reason to say someone can't manage their own money. Yeah. Being erratic is not illegal. It's not inherently dangerous. Nope. Well, that's, well, that's a huge problem. That, that's one of the things that bothers me every time something like this comes up. When somebody says something that other people don't like or find yeah. unpalatable, they slip in the word something they said that was rude and dangerous. Mm -hmm. They can never quantify in which way that it's dangerous or harmful, but that's the language they use, and it sets precedent. That's I, a problem. I expect that this divorce between Kim and Kanye, um, the finalized details of it are going to be ugly like yeah. it's it's gonna get ugly because i think kim might um because of his erratic behavior want to get sole custody of their kids and it's a sad situation to watch he needs he needs he needs kim back that's what he needs i he just needs, want kimmy back together yeah. that's all i care about that's what we need i know that kim is a monster but she's his monster oh <laughs> that was adorable all right we've got one more go for it you love this story uh, Justin Bieber and Shawn Mendes were recently seen broing it up, At going church. to church together in Beverly Hills Wednesday night. I, it's, the, it's them driving together. 
that I find the funniest They, they part. drove together to church, uh, to one called a Church Home, I think, yeah. in Beverly Hills. Um, it seems like one of these more evangelical celebrity type mega churches uh, in L.A. Osteen's there performing. Uh, yeah. I mean, Osteen is more of a like southern drawl yeah. type of guy. But um, this is sort of a Hillsong type of brand. <laughs> yeah, I was more. Ins- I think that uh, that Mendez should be insulted because they asked the question. They said uh, it's unclear if. Oh, they said if they sang inside. Justin is saying inside in the past. Frankly, if they decided to perform at that church after both canceling tours that required them to perform, they should be paying out damages. Yeah. So the, this is apparently what Justin Bieber and Sean Mendez are up to on their indefinite hiatus from touring due to exhaustion and mental health. Why the hell? My favorite part is like they're so 90s. They've got the dice in the window. The dice. Yeah. And also they're like in matching beige hoodies. <laughs> um, Sean Mendez just looks rather disoriented uh, in that picture. Um, Thank you. <laughs> so I think this is a kind of a cute bromance, but yeah, except for is, they're not doing their jobs. Yeah, this is your update for um, you know, what's going on with Sean Mendez after he canceled his world tour back in the See, summer. I don't believe that that should be a thing. I think that we should just work ourselves to death until <laughs> we literally keel over at our desks. There's totally something to be said for like workaholism or yes um, i'm over uh, like uh, working yourself into a numbness because we found ourselves in a culture that's uh, like where it's like i'm not going to go to work today self-care i'm going to drink a bottle of whiskey today yeah. and throw up in a bathtub well, what and we drown thought, in a pool of my own tears what Self-care. we thought about the sean mendez situation is that he had to claim mental health crisis or else he wouldn't be able to cancel the tour like that's his only out in yeah. his contract yeah <laughs> because so many other people's incomes depend on him continuing yeah um, and Justin Bieber canceled his tour because he said the exhaustion got to the best of him and he had to make his health a priority. That's interesting after his, uh, his Ramsey Hunt syndrome yeah. made, was a matter of, of public record. Katy Perry's calling him like, can you help Katie me Katy Perry and Justin face? Bieber are like both on the line together. They're like, I mean, I don't know what to do. My eyelid just won't open. Fixing the, fixing their <laughs> eyelids. So I guess Justin Bieber doesn't have the convenient excuse that his lash glue melted. Uh, Halls and the kid says Brett buys a new hat. Self care. That's. Are you? I'm not a. Sh- I, I do not shop. Uh, as, you, a, as a form of. Do you uh, have retail therapy? I. I, I, I have. I have. I'm bored at three in the morning and I can't sleep. Therapy. Ah, uh, same thing. Same. <laughs> same thing. Sometimes, and it's a. It's a. Or it's the meme of like the man, like the woman's like, but it was all on sale. He's like, you're still spending money on stuff we don't need. He's like, we've got a whole closet full of stuff from Marshalls and TJ Maxx that you didn't put out last Christmas. Because <laughs> like, well, it's it's the trick. You trick people into buying stuff by telling them that it's on sale. Like, mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it's actually on sale or not. So, yes, good for them. But frankly, they should not have been allowed to perform in there with their if they're if they're on break. You shouldn't be allowed to sing at all. I find saying. something uh, really sinister about Sunday service. Why? By the way, like Kanye's Sunday service. I don't know. It just seems like a narcissistic exercise and not uh, the most reverent okay. expression of religion. Like it's more of a celebrity brunch club than anything. Also, they point out like that they invited he- Marilyn Manson there. It's not a religious gathering. Maybe then. they're well. Maybe they're trying to convert Marilyn Manson. <laughs> yeah, how's it going? Evan Rachel Woods like nope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Haley Bieber was not there. 
she was at a an event for Tiffany with she, that Euphoria gal. She's not very religious. Is no, she, is I she, don't think is so. Is he religious? I mean, they actually, I think uh, when she was Haley Baldwin, they openly talked about how they were like, um, they were like waiting until marriage. They were like abstaining until that marriage. And they happen. were like, they're Christian and... Um, Allow me they've to, both been like openly, at least nominally Christian for years. He has always been religious, as far as I know. Her, I don't know, but mm-hmm. like them, him. But I still don't believe that he waited till marriage because we know he did not wait till marriage. No, no, no. He doesn't mean that he waited until marriage. He just said they, oh, they, they waited. Oh. So I don't know a real story there, but like that's that's what they claim. The thing is, though, they got married like three months after they got back together. They dated for like two months in. Um, what was it like 2018 they broke up then he was with selena again and then he broke up with selena and then he got back with Haley baldwin at the time and then like two three months they, they got engaged like almost immediately after getting back together they went the and ben then shapiro route two three months after they got engaged got married so people at the time thought they were absolutely out of their minds do they have kids they don't have kids not yet no not yet. no it is what it is. I, I just think it's, uh, I, I always knew that he was religious. Yeah, he is. Yeah, so it is what it is. We got some super chats, guys. Johnny Derp said, YouTube eliminated right angles. Ah, get that it. is all. The, the corners, man. <laughs> uh, that app, I'm not reading Oh, why one. not? That's um, a little too spicy. controversial. Uh, he also said, Mary can be my monster. I cringe at that. Thank you. Bobcat said, fun fact, the concept of a conservatorship dates back to the 1800s as a way to handle women who dated men the parents found to be unfit. (laughs) Well, that's kind of based. On that note, (laughs) that's Uh, the end of the show, guys. Actually, actually, before we go, I (laughs) wanted to posit a question to everyone. I wanted to ask, uh, we're talking, we've been talking about the idea of possibly adding uh, a chill, like Yeah, do you guys want us to do a less structured type of stream i was thinking we could do it on the channel live and then the replay of it would go behind the members only yeah um on timcast.com and that would be a way that like everyone would be able to watch it we would and just have we to could just like out. chat with you guys live and not really have a plan just more of a hangout stream than anything or like you guys could suggest topics to cover for us or reviews to do or yeah. Just talk about anything. So, like, uh, I would like to get your guys' feedback either in the chat here, leave comments, uh, hit me up on Instagram, send me a message yeah. at Brett Dasovic. Uh, we do. We would have to figure out a day in which to do that, like uh, whatever day of or the like, week. Or, like, we haven't figured out a day or a time or really, like, gotten into any of the details, but, like, this is just something that came to mind because so often we're here in the studio planning our shows and riffing and stuff, and we think, like, I wish the the live chat could be a part of that. Yeah. Because we have a lot of fun out here when you guys aren't watching as well. So we want to let you in on a little more of the behind the scenes stuff. Like what our dynamic is when we're not um, doing this structured show. 
Uh, yeah, so uh, if you guys want to let us know if you guys would be interested in that, it's just it feels like something that there's another opportunity there to connect with everyone that is not uh, kind of tethered to all the topics and everything we're discussing. We want it to be more than that. So we're going to work on that. Hit me up on Instagram uh, at Brett Dasvick for the show. Leave comments here. We're going to work on it. Um, we got a message from Deadman says, uh, Mary missed Bad Apps last Super Chat. I do not think you did. I intentionally um, didn't read it. No, but you had the, he had the one after that, which was the Mary. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I read uh, it and it was you. cringy. Uh, we got one more there from Potatoes for Seamus. He said, I approve that idea. Well, we'll be excited to see you there in the chat when yep. we eventually make this happen. And and Serge says, "A day in the life of PCC by Mary." Do it. We need. We It'd need. It'd be it. so oh, good. Oh. I've been thinking about this for so long, but I just don't know um, the the right way to do it. Maybe I could do a fake one, and then I could do a real one. Yeah, I could do like a real day in the life, and then an exaggerated stupid day in the life. Yep. Uh, oh my God. When I, I when I work. remake a TikTok account, then I'll I'll shill it on here, and um, you guys can go check that out. I I used to have a TikTok account in the beginning of of my stint here, but like then it got banned a week after I after I started. Like when you got hired, they're like, Mary's got a big presence on TikTok, and then yeah. just immediately hired like, Boom. oops. And it wasn't even. It was so unfair because I didn't even like post anything that was specifically offensive. I have no idea why it happened. Yep. Uh, um, another thing, speaking of shill, there is a referral link in our description right now to help us earn points in Jeremy's Razors competition for 250k prize, and you can get 35% off of a Daily Wire Plus membership using that link, or $12 off of one of his founders' kits. It really helps us out. I'm impressed with the amount of points we've racked up so far. I don't know if there's a public leaderboard. I don't think there is one, but we really appreciate it if you use the link, guys. So just thought I'd throw in a little shill for that. Perfect. Guys, also, uh, what was the other thing? There was something else that I wanted to mention. Oh, next week, we will not have shows Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, the plan right now is we will have the show on Monday, uh, and then we will have the show on Friday. On that day, I believe that we will have um, Ian, possibly, and uh, Carter on for yeah. those shows. And that will be a lot of fun. But I just wanted to give you guys a heads up. And if anything changes for that, you can check the community tab on the on the YouTube page. That's where we'll be doing updates for that. But I just wanted to give you guys a heads up for that ahead of time and say thank you so much for checking in on all of these episodes and being part of this community. It's, uh, it's amazing. So we got one more. Oh, I don't know if you... Uh, no, we're not reading that one. Never mind. Nope. Nope. nope, nope. Sorry. <laughs> I, I caught it. I, 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 I threw it to you too quickly. And then I went, no, we're not reading that. So, Mary, why don't you let everyone know where they can find you? Yeah, on that note, you can see pictures of me on Instagram at Mary Archived, and you can hear my inane thoughts on Twitter also at Mary Archived. Go follow me on there. And TikTok coming soon, apparently. Uh, people in the chat are like, don't do it. We're going to get tra tracked no. by the CCP. <laughs> They're going to get us. Guys, if you want to follow me again on Instagram at Brett Dastic for the show, we are here Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is noon Pacific. We are on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, and Spotify. If you'd like to listen rather than watch, that is always an option. And we are on uh, social media, Twitter at pop culture underscore show, Facebook and TikTok at pop culture crisis, and on Instagram at pop culture crisis pod. I'm going to try to not screw up any more thumbnails this week. <laughs> we'll be back with another episode tomorrow. We'll see you then, guys. Later. Bye.